0: This is Thurston Scowl and you're listening to Wrestling Bites Podcast, baby. Check it out. One half of the Hollywood hustlers right here all day, every day.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the Wrestling Bites podcast? Your hosts, the Sight and Chris Young. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Byte podcast. I am with you always. I'll be the host with the ho-hos and mo-hos tonight. Upon the psych with the best damn referee as always, Chris Young. How are you doing tonight, man?
2: I am doing fantastic as always. Super excited to be here. So glad everybody's tuning in for this episode. We got a good one
1: on tap today. Yeah, we got a good one on tap. Uh, We are going to have... Thurston Scowell, one half of the Hollywood Hustlers on later tonight. I'm excited to have him on. He's one of my uh, one of my 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 buddies in the locker room, to be fair. He's one of the guys that I I enjoy having conversations with every time I see him. So should be a great interview.
2: Yeah, he's a a good talk, good conversationist. And um, it was quite surprising to hear some of the history. We've actually ended up at a couple of places together. and We didn't even realize it.
1: Yeah, I I pointed out uh, in the interview as well, some stuff to him. Yeah, we. It's again, it's that crazy thing, like we, like we experienced with with Shaolin and like a couple other guys now, of where we're connected in ways that like guys don't even realize or remember because it was twenty years ago. Memories, yeah. exactly. Cause I'm old, I have lots of memories. <laughs> um, if you're still known,
2: please. Just disregard the singing.
1: They love it. <laughs> um, I'll never are, do a Sinatra. Record. I'll never do a Sinatra record though, I promise.
2: Oh man. You know I the, got the best them. Sinatra ever?
1: William Shatner.
2: Joe Piscopo. You
1: He's know, Frank I've heard Sinatra
2: that. Sinatra is perfect. I've heard that. He has a whole special where it's Frank Sinatra sings the uh royalty free music so he's i always dug frank- to
1: william shatner record personally. He's,
2: he's doing frank sinatra sings like mary
1: had a little lamb <laughs> oh that's awesome
2: <laughs> that's it's awesome. royalty free
1: stuff <laughs> so you know we had a we had a big weekend of wrestling uh this past weekend we went on a little bit of a tour had a had a great time hitting the road with good old chris young and we're going to do it again this weekend um on our way to bcwa uh, any any pre-show thoughts or uh, statements on that one? I'm actually
2: pretty excited to get back down there because this time we kind of know the lay of the land and we're actually going to be staying the night so we can kind of hang out a little bit. It's not just going to be a quick in, quick out kind of thing. So I, I'm excited to make the trip over there for BCWA.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're not the outsiders this time because last time we were very much the outsiders. And not like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, like much of like, who are these guys and what the hell are they doing here? Um, now I feel like we come back, it's more of a familiar face, a little more comfortable with it. And um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I was I was pretty nervous uh, going into BCWA because it was the first Michigan date I had actually gotten to wrestle on. So I was amped. I was really amped at that, at that show. So I'll be amped again, don't get me wrong. But I feel like it's... Uh, it's a, it's a little bit easier of a situation to go into when it's not a brand new one. So yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to going down there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So speaking of independent wrestling, I, I am led to believe that you have the results that we did not get because the show was going on live as we were recording the podcast, uh, for XICW. Is that correct?
2: That's right. Extreme Intense Championship Wrestling held best in Detroit twenty seven. the DBA Birthday Bash. Happy birthday, DBA! DBA. Yay! This past Sunday, (laughs) the 15th of May. (laughs) You like how I know SLL that, don't you?
1: (laughs) That was great. Anyways, continue. Oh, good lord.
2: Okay, you're going to recognize a lot of these names. It looks like it was a fantastic event. Uh, Kyler Coleman defeated in friend of the show solo. Um, Billy Ray Daniels defeated Friend of the Show Forever Young. I see a common theme here. Soon to be Friend of the Show, the Soul Taker took on Sheepy, and we got the Three Faces of Sheepy, and he ends up being victorious. The Three Faces of Sheepy defeats the Soul
1: Taker. Hey, I can feel that Three Faces of Sheepy. I've seen two of them, and, man, he's a tough son of a. He's a tough son of a sheep.
2: Yeah. Yeah, some guys that I'm excited to see uh, this weekend, Dread King, Logan, and Zach Thomas teamed up to take on Iron Eagle and Roadhouse. I forget off the top of my head what they're called, but uh, Dread King, Logan, and Zach Thomas get the victory. Uh, As we mentioned last episode, the XICW Midwest heavyweight title, the match between Rhino and champion Charlie Haas, from what I understand it was a classic. It was very, very good. Um, Rhino does get the gore and the victory, so we have a new ex-ICW Midwest Heavyweight Champion, Rhino. Congratulations!
1: That's a future friend of the show. He's a friend. He's a personal guy that we've met over the years. We're not friends, but I mean, I've definitely crossed paths with him countless yeah. times over the years. And man, I'd love to get Rhino on.
2: He was the first person that. We ever saw as an independent wrestler, and we knew he had it and it was going to be big.
1: And then we watched him blow up, which was great. Um, the
2: the best part is, we we, I guess I'll tell the story now. We we were running with um uh, pure pro, uh pro wrestling worldwide and then LSWO right W three, yep, right when Rhino got signed to ECW so. We um, we worked an independent show with Rhino, and then a month and a half later, he's doing a house show in Grand Rapids, and we're front row, and all of a sudden, he comes out. We weren't expecting it, because we, we'd heard... Oh, that he we course, this marked is before... in our
1: pants so hard yeah. that night. Yeah, this is before the internet
2: and everything else, so we just heard rumors. Well, he, he
1: said... Signed. I remember we talked a month before, a month and a half before in South Bend, Indiana. You and me specifically backstage asked him if he had any big gigs coming up and he was like, Well, I got a big tryout somewhere, but he wouldn't tell us where. Yeah. And then we, in the tryout, do you know what the tryout was? I, because I, cause I had talked to him when he was in TNA and I was in the developmental there. Um, do you know what his tryout was? No. Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> that, uh, that show? <laughs> yeah. That show that we went to was his freaking tryout for ECW. That's awesome. So, yep.
2: yeah, we, we, we just, <laughs> flipped out when we saw us and he recognized us and he was trying not to, he was supposed to be the mean nasty heel and he was trying not to break and we were just cheering him and cheering him and cheering him
1: the whole match too, we didn't stop after he came out heel and we knew he was working heel but we didn't care we were were marked out so hard that we got to see (laughs) Rhino uh, you know, at this ECW show when we had just literally stood side by side with this guy like
2: yeah, it was probably. over oh, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was real close. But so
1: funny. you remember? You remember? I, I told him if he wanted to use me in a spot, he could. And he yeah. was like, "No, brother." He was like, "No, brother, I don't want to hurt you or nothing." Well, when I met him years later and reminded him of who I was, he said, "Man, if I knew you were gonna be this goddamn big, I'd have done it." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, he was a really cool guy though, um, and he did remember me many years later, which was which was really cool. Um, he remembered all of us the, in, yeah. in the ECW spot, and that's how I found out that was his tryout because he told me that, and I was like, wow. So I figured I'd drop that information on you because it's probably something you didn't know. No, nope, I didn't. Um, yeah, we One got to watch his, his tryout match, and he yeah. obviously did well. So
2: He did. It was great. One day, I'll tell the uh, – when Scott Steiner came
1: yeah exactly. I'll tell the day you tell that story is the same day I'll tell the steroid story with Scott Steiner <laughs> all right back to extreme uh, hey I, I I, all I'll tell you is for some some teaser to make you guys want to hear the story later on. um I watched him get fired from TNA. Well
2: that pretty much just gave away the uh, whole
1: thing yeah no it happen. did. it didn't it totally didn't It's a Scott Steiner story. there's always filler. trust me. There's and not one Scott Steiner story that don't have filler. No you can tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. Um, somebody who uh, Thurston Scowell will be talking about a little bit later on in our podcast, Jamie Cox was talk, uh, took on Mark Ross. Jamie Cox gets the victory. In an I Quit match, TJ Meyer made Dre Jacobs say I quit. That's uh, saying something right there. The ex-ICW United States champion LJ Lawrence took on Sam Beal, and LJ defeats Sam to retain the title. And in a six-man tag team match, Caden Moore, MM3, and the DBA defeated Aaron Orion, Adam Wick, and Jack Price. That would be... Adam Wick, friend of the show. Yep. And that would be their stable... I cannot think of it right off the top. Of my head. Death
1: Threat Army. There you go.
2: DTA, Death Threat Army. But that was XICW's Best in Detroit 27, the DBA Birthday Bash. A little bit later, we're going to profile all the events happening across the state of Michigan this weekend so that you can be up to date on all the indie shows, but support your local independent wrestling scene. Lots happening in Michigan this weekend.
1: And if you're not down with that, I got three words or four words for you. That don't work for me, brother. Get there.
2: Yeah. All right. That's that's good. That's like 12 words.
1: <laughs> Several hyphens
2: in there. So it's really just four.
1: I got seven words for you. That don't work for me, brother. Yeah. Oh, that's eight with the. Uh... Okay. Sure. Anyways. <laughs>
2: So that's when I told her. I was like, no more. No more. I just can't take it.
1: Um uh, get the thing out of my mouth. What?
2: <laughs> Is this oh are we live? Oh, sorry. I, okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. The commercial was following. a little
0: quick. Whoa, sorry. Sorry.
2: I didn't see the countdown. My fault. My fault. Once
1: you hear all that interesting information about anchor, you just get a little uh lost with yeah. Are you uh, Randy?
2: Like, is that your name, Randy? Remember? Remember we had a Randy wrestler? Because we could come up with his last name. <laughs> it
1: was just Randy! Randy. <laughs> I forgot about that. You brought back a lot of memories last uh, weekend at CPW talking about the old wrestler feds, dude. Oh my god.
2: Uh, yeah, I was remembering
1: remember. names like Colossus and Invincible and Party Man.
2: Remember Jeff's <laughs> commentator? Jake <Yeah>. Jackman? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats Cronus, bro, and his theme music. That was like the most I've got to find a copy of that somewhere so it can be our exit music one day. Oh man,
2: I'm sure we got it somewhere. We'll
1: have to look for yeah. it. For sure. It's good, good
2: times. It. <laughs> good
1: times. So the right, so world so- can understand this whole rah thing. They're just like, What? One day somebody lasts come out. I'll come out to it one day as a tribute. all right all right so onward here to local reviews ladies and gentlemen we are going to go ahead and watch glwas what is it what is this show called Thursday
2: Night Vendetta episode yeah that's right Thursday Night Vendetta
1: if I would have read my notes ahead I would have known that because of the vendetta okay so uh was it B-Stone their uh, GM starts off the show and says There's <laughs> a lot of Stone, not B B.E. Stone. Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. B.E. Stone, the GM comes on and says, lots of new things are happening and changes are happening in GLWA. But what's next now? See, we just started watching this like last week. So I didn't really like understand what he was talking about, but then he kept talking and saying that, that he had brought in new titles and, and he had made all these changes and that Vendetta was supposed to showcase more of the younger wrestlers. And if that's the case, where's the GLWA show that shows everything else? Is that on, like, uh, IWTV or what?
2: Well, this is like NWA. They've got five shows, but they're so difficult to find. You end up watching the wrong one.
1: Yeah. So what's next? And he says, let's start with Vendetta. You see, I see these eight guys out here, and they've all got something special. What is it? Oh, it's called Grit. One of them are championship material, and a tournament is going to crown... To determine that and it's gonna crown the first ever vendetta champion. Um, interesting that I, I feel like the company could use another champion with the roster. I think that it's a nice addition to them. And they do show the title a little bit later on at the commentator booth, and it's a very nice belt. I don't know if you get if you if you notice that, but it's a really nice belt. Yeah, it's got the vendetta anticipate... logo in the center. Yeah, <coughs> Go ahead. and
2: I anticipate this would be like a television title, so it'll only be defended on on, their, on vendetta
1: show. yeah and honestly like the the first match that you that they promote for this uh which is the main event of the night uh definitely had me excited because uh a guy that you and me have seen in action before solomon stone is going to get a number one contendership at the main event of this uh the show to try and get a shot at that belt and um his opponent will be which i've daniel got a f- stark. daniel stark yep so that'll be a good match. I've seen Daniel Stark wrestle before, and he's he's a pretty decent wrestler. So I think they should have a pretty good match at the main event of the show. But I digress. This kicks off with Draven O'Shaughnessy coming out. And he calls out H2 and says that at Slammiversary, which isn't Slammiversary an Impact pay-per-view? No, it's Wrestleversary. Oh, Wrestleversary
2: wrestle, I, 4.
1: Oh, right, okay. Wrestleversary 4. I swear somebody else puts on a Wrestleversary, probably.
2: Yeah, Slammiversary is Impact, and that's in seven weeks. But they had uh, GLWA had Wrestleversary last month.
1: And Draven O'Shawn says that he may have lost at Wrestleversary 4, but he wants some redemption tonight against H2. H2 comes out and says, after. A while, he had hung his boots up to rehab some knee injuries. He had double knee surgery. Um, Now he is back to do three things. Number one, inspire the children. Number two, cash checks. And number three, break necks. So later tonight, he's going to go in the back right now and get geared up because later tonight, he's either going to knock out or tap out Draven O'Shomps. And that is his promise to the crowd. Then Player one, Derek Crow, is shown in a promo.
2: Yeah, and he cuts a pretty good promo where he's talking about how he's better than everybody else. I'm kind of digging this whole player one okay. gimmick.
1: Yeah, I like his promos. His promos are, you know, he, he doesn't have to yell or scream or be over the top or have 8,000 times of energy. He can be very subtle when he Puts these promos out and he words them very well and i like what he does uh, this was an, I, I put as this was another decent promo um
2: yeah if i about... can interject here for a second we're about six minutes into the show we had a, a very good opening um segment with the gm uh O'Shawns gave a pretty good promo in the ring and they set up this match with h2 which was awesome and now we're getting Derek Crow promo we we've done more in this six or seven minutes than i see in a lot of other nationwide promotions and it's good because we're seeing like almost a new production from glwa they've got a new look everything is just really clicking right now for glwa
1: i liked it i mean the first show we watched and obviously they noticed it as well um moved very slow very, very slow. And, and it's not to be mean to them. And I know we talked about it on the last show and it might have come off a little rude and I wanted to make that clear. We both talked about it after the review. Um, To be 100% with you, it just it was very slow. And, and like, it's not to be mean, but like he obviously they figured it out because this show was did not have any of these issues whatsoever. I was already into this show at six minutes in. I agree. Yeah, it was fun. I liked that. I liked that he, his promo, he talked about the Vendetta Tournament. And I liked that he he commented on the fact that he doesn't know who he's facing and he really doesn't care. I, I thought that was a nice addition to his to his work. Um, and at that point, we cut to player one, Derek Crow, taking on Jamal Kindle with Trayvon Smith. Player yeah. one. At this point, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, and the commentators do a good job setting up this match. Reminding everybody of the history here that um, Derek Crowe has never lost and Jamal Kendall Jim. has never won.
1: I agree with you, and I was going to I put in my notes later on in this match. I'll just say it now. Um, I feel like GLWA has some of the better promo work that I've heard in indie wrestling lately. Um, they're very informative. They do some color, but they do play-by-play pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> Their play-by-play is better than, than anywhere else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I believe it's just, uh, one person talking, but he handles it really well.
1: I think that, I think that, uh, commentary wise, besides them, I think, uh, I would give a lot of props to the commentary team that does the commentary on CPW. They do a pretty good job as well. Um, but the play by play is far better, uh, at GLWA than anything I've heard. So no, definitely, uh, give credit where credit's due for sure. Um, this match was interesting, because you have Player One, who was undefeated, taking on Jamal Kindle, who hasn't won a match, so um, you know this is gu- this is gonna be an interesting match. I thought that it started off with nice uh, bit of early transitions. um, I think it was a bit of a slow start, but Jamal works to the shoulder um and by slow start, I seem it seems like they were working at a slower speed, like about half speed, three quarters of speed. I don't know if this is because um. Player one's working with a guy who is not have as much experience and he's still working uh, into those transitions, but it's just something I noticed. Um, I, I even not put that. I don't know if it's because of that or if, if this what they were just trying to do a methodical pace. Player um, one, Derek Crowe did a good job calling this match at, at this point though. Uh, Jamal let Crowe, Got crow on his shoulders and crow slipped out into a choke. Um, I thought it was a nice transition and breakup. Crow then worked the crowd only to get rolled up by Jamal, and Jamal wins his first match in advance in in, in advances in the tournament and Crow takes his first loss. Yeah, it I'll was just a said. surprise finish. I was not expecting this. I figured he was going to get steamrolled. Yeah. Overall, this was a really good match. I think they had some nice transitions. They started out with that, that slower speed, but they worked into a, a faster pace. So when I wrote that, it didn't make sense. But if you watch the whole match as it lays out, the pace got better and better and better as it went on, which built into the match, um, into the upset. So it, it, it was done pretty well.
2: Yeah, it was a slow build. Mm-hmm. And then when it got a little bit faster and a little bit quicker, that's when Derek stepped to the outside and was like, okay, I need to slow this down for a second. And then that's when that was the mistake the cost of
1: the match I think it was I think this like I said I think this was called very well by the veteran who's player one Derek Crow. he he called this one very well and then this match was this match was a very good opener Um, I thought that the slow build worked it doesn't always work for guys but he these guys built this up and made it work and congratulations great first match
2: yep and And then we cut to your favorite person oh yeah yeah, well, I mean, we get a commercial, but then
1: we come back from the
2: commercial, and we have...
1: Josh Morris is in here. Josh Morris is in here. Josh Morris is in here, right? That's yeah, Josh right.
2: Josh Morris? So I
1: forgot that Z something. B Dobson.
2: I forgot that he was um, actually playing a bad guy here. So he was a heel here. Yeah, when he came out, it was kind of interesting, because I was expecting... Happy chipper and I got Josh hot. Morris is angry. Here. Yeah, you got Hill children. Morris.
1: Yeah, you got you got heel Morris. Yeah, yeah. You were expecting Zach Morris and you got heel Morris. Yeah.
2: And then there was nothing Hugh Morris about it.
1: No, there you know, uh Morris was celebrating <laughs> his Erie Lakes Battle Royal Invitational Championship.
2: I hope to God there's not Lake Erie water in there.
1: If so, Josh Morris wouldn't be here. Josh Morris wouldn't be here because he'd be in the hospital with dysentery up in here. Um, Yeah, he cut a nice promo here, though, uh, drinking from this trophy cup and claiming that he gets no respect from the back. And then he raises the cup for a toast to the saucy reign of the Lake Erie Memorial Battle Royal Champion. And then he told Mickey Matthews that he's been removed from his service even though josh morris has no uh actual ability to do so the
2: <laughs> even... part was that josh kept spitting out the water and somehow he never got any of it on the camera that was amazing
1: that's because if you I, i'm wondering then josh what? morris josh morris uh, is a spitter
2: Josh
1: Morris isn't... Okay, moving on. Yeah, I can't even come with a way to make it work. But that is I a can, catchy song. we want to say it, on and here, now it's, we'll it, it later. Now it's stuck in my brain for the rest of the night. All I'm going to keep doing is, Josh Morris isn't here. Uh, I'm going to end up listening to the song later now.
2: It's on YouTube. If you wanna, we can, we it
1: can is. I'm going to put a 10-hour loop on just, Josh Morris isn't here. Every time I go to a show that he's at, I'm going to bump that shit. Anyways. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a good promo. It was, no, it was good it promo. Was fu- I was fun that he took that he had a QR code there, take the, the camera. I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah, it was a nice addition. So but now, <laughs> now we get <laughs> pretty, pretty much Chris. So yeah, next we saw Draven's Shans versus H two. Um, and they made it clear to remind us that H two is coming back from a uh, double knee surgery in only nine months. He tore his meniscus and several other things. Like that's horrible to have double knee surgery, but he's back. And, um, you know, he steps in just to get his knee buckled by Draven uh, driven O'Shans. Oh yeah. And he starts, he starts working this knee immediately, which I'm like, all right, this is going to tell a story and he's going to work something. That's obviously an issue. Um, I thought that uh H2 has a pretty decent presence um in the ring. I I know that he's like a legend in GLWA. They made that pretty clear that he's a former tag team partner with the GM V E uh whatever. Yeah, the guy that we see at the beginning of the show. B E Stone. Yeah, B E Stone. I'm sorry to say whatever, but I'm just trying to get through these here. Um but he works the knee and um O'Shawn starts stays on the knee and um h2 does a good job of selling the knee um this definitely is a a nice storytelling spot um draven did one of the most interesting looking dragon screw leg whips i've ever seen in my entire life if you don't know what i'm talking about go back and look at it like the way he turned and the way they moved i've never seen anybody perform that move in that way the only person i can say that's close to have done the standing dragon screw leg whip that way would be ultimo dragon
2: um, yeah, it was, um, it was, interesting. I, don't
1: if, I don't know if it was a botch and he made it work or what. And that's what I can't figure out. If that was intentional, that was pretty amazing looking, but I don't think it really was. I, I don't know. Um, I
2: think, I think, um, Draven there was super excited to get this match underway. He really wanted to get his hands on H2 and he was hyped up pretty good. So, but I eventually, probably,
1: uh, yeah, H2 overcame, uh, the knee and he got up and, still was selling the knee, and managed to overcome the pain in his knee to end up getting the the victory tonight. Um, H2 was victorious.
2: I was pleasantly surprised. H2 showed um, some aerial attacks that I was not prepared for. Yeah, he
1: did. He had some ups, man. Definitely nice agility props to him. I love seeing the big men fly.
2: Yep, yep.
1: And then we moved on very quickly onto the number one contendership match, which was the main event of the night, which we saw Daniel Stark taking on Dollar General Solomon Stone himself. I had to say Dollar General because I, I missed the crowd chanting Dollar General at him.
2: No, I get it.
1: First get time it. we seen him wrestle at PPW when we went to that show, they were calling him Dollar General. Yep. Yep.
2: So this was a this was a match, the number one contenders match. So the winner gets a shot at the GLWA title. The heavyweight um, championship, yep. Event, yep, at the next event, which um, has already recoil. been in place. Yep, at recoil. But it, it'll be an interesting.
1: So Stone took off and had this early advantage in the one. Um, Working Stark from corner to corner in this one. It was kind of impressive. Um And he did. He literally worked him into a corner and then worked him into the next corner and worked him, worked him in the next corner and worked him. Uh, And eventually Stark got the comeback uh, by some forearms and a nice bulldog for two. Uh, At that point, um, Stone used the ropes to get the pin um, by elevating himself, uh, and he became the number one contender. I thought this was a good match and was very quick, but I I feel like this one could have went a little bit longer. I was enjoying this match, and then it just kind of stopped, and I was like, oh, man. I I I I don't know why they cut it short the way they did, but um, Solomon Stone uh, ended up looking a little bit more dominant at the end of this one over Starks, but it was still overall in a good match. Um,
2: well, see, I kind of I kind of disagree with you on that. I thought um, Stark looked a little bit more dominant over Stone in this, and I think that's why Stone went to cheating because he knew he he probably couldn't beat Stark
1: in a right. full match. Well, I feel like that story could have been told a little bit better if it would have went a little longer. You could have let him work him over a little more, so it really looked like he had to do whatever it took. This was just a quick match. Yeah.
2: Yep. But you're right. Stone gets the victory, and now he will be wrestling at recoil.
1: Yeah. And like I said, the show moved way better, had better action. All in all, was a was a giant improvement from the following week's show. Um seeing that this company wants to make better programming and do better things just makes me more and more excited to watch GLWA every week. This was a really great show uh, from top to bottom. I enjoyed the whole thing and it didn't really even seem like it was like 45, 50 minutes long. Like it didn't really seem like it was that long. I kind of blinked and it was over and it's like, man, I enjoyed that.
2: Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely very good. Um, and just so we are clear. Oh, never mind. I'm moving on. Yes, it was good. It was
1: good, and was I feel like I feel like each top. one of each one of these indie shows that we watch has a different feel to them. Um, like, for example, um, this show here and the venues that they put on for GLWA give you a very '90s esque independent feel of VFW and bingo halls wrestling. Um, it's a really cool feeling, and I like the atmosphere with that. Then you what we watch like CCW and UCW, and they kind of have cut like CCW. Um, they they're in a they were at what in a gym,
2: yeah, at, but
1: um, and it's and it's shot in a different way that makes you kind of see things a little differently than like the old hard cam on the side. Plus, you know, they they have a so few different angles. Then you go to uh UCW that has their own custom arena. And it has its own feel. Uh, and then, like, CPW gives you the nostalgic Jim hurt s feel where you see him at the Fledge every month. It's the same building. They do these cut interviews right by the commentary booth. It's very NWA, Jim Hurt promotion s feel where, you know, they all have their own feel. And I love, I love them all in different ways for the different nostalgic feelings I get from each one of them.
2: Yeah, well that's the first thing that's the first thing I said when when I did Capital Pro for the first time in February. I said yeah. it's very NWA.
1: Yeah, I like it. And that's why I like working there cuz I'm a very old school guy. Yeah. And and I like the old school companies. You'll yep. never see me in the companies that advertise super flippy guys. I I I'm not I'm not going to fit in there. But like companies like that, I'll 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 love to work for until I can't work no more. Um, really great though. I like the atmosphere of that show. And then we go on to uh, a show we were just speaking about their arena, uh, City Championship Wrestling. Um, That's right.
2: That was Thursday Night Vendetta.
1: Yeah, and now we're on to City Championship Wrestling uh, with Paul Jones and Cat Daddy Paul Bowser. Uh, He's all excited when this starts, but Jones cuts off Bowser, immediately not allowing him to shoot promos on the matches he had. And we, which I thought was great. Um, and we cut to New Albania standing in the ring. <clears throat> Kobashi yes. is talking about Trevor Stroud and Jay Abrams. And he brings up the fact that Freedom has to take on Malik and that Team Albania wants to see who Darian Ultra is going to have as his tag team partner and their opponent. At that point, Darren Ultra comes out, and he tells him, well, he really didn't have a partner. Am I? Did I jump ahead here? Nope. No, I didn't. Nope, I didn't. Okay. He really didn't have a partner, and he was going to come out and fight these three bozos on his own, but someone approached him in the back. And could you guess who this was? My favorite wrestler in CCW. Who? Emilio Iglesias. (laughs) It's Emilio. this, This time he's got a mask on. So I thought he was going to be all hyped and like this, you know, because obviously you can kind of tell this gimmick. I've seen it before. This mask is going to give him courage and strength, not be so scared, and he's just going to be like a whole different person. And his promo was spoken so calmly.
2: Too calmly. Yeah, a little too calm. And too soft.
1: In a Michael Jackson-esque way, he explained that this was the way to stop the losing streak was with this mask. So this match gets underway and Emilio gets worked over by Stroud um, for a minute, too. He, Stroud kind of works him over pretty hard. Uh, they they did a spot where he went across into the ropes. And this is the one critique I'll say. Um, Iglesias damn near ran past Stroud and he grabbed him for a gut wrench like way past him. Yep. and it was slow and a little weird-looking. But, I mean, other than that, this whole thing was was pretty good, and, and Stroud looked pretty dominant through the, the start of this match, besides that little awkward moment there that I mentioned. Um, you know, I, I think that Iglesias gets the takeover, and they do the nice lucha base, which results in him ending out with the Luchirana. Um I think it was a nice double elbow by Iglesias and Ultra for the tag team. Uh, the thing I did notice is that at this point into the match, Darian Ultra still had not been in the match, and then he gets tagged in momentarily uh, by Iglesias, but he only gets in like a couple shots, and then uh, he's back in Jones, and then yeah. uh, you know, uh, and then Iglesias comes back and just gets caught and slammed by Stroud, and uh, at this point, Bowser or Cat Daddy. Buried other refs and other companies by saying that they are the only company in independent wrestling that counts the three and not the shoulders being up, and only allows tags by the hand, which makes their refs strictly run by the rules, unlike the other companies that you see. Yeah, Thought that was
2: there this whole time during this whole match. He's burying referees. Were, they were just going on about. The r- rules of tag team matches and referees. You now, and-
1: no, Chris, you're the best oh, damn referee in the business. How'd that make you feel? Well, honestly,
2: I- I'm I'm <laughs> excited that that they play by the rules as strong as they do. However, each promotion is different, and rules are interpreted different, and so that's that's. I wasn't cool with the comments. Reminders no, are okay, but to continue to pile on, I felt like was
1: know, a slap in the face to, to people. Yeah, but, and it kept going too for this match. It kind of, it kind of bothered me. Um, yeah, here we know. are.
2: They're telling a great story in the ring where Emilio has been isolated by New Albania, and we're trying to reach the hot tag, but yet we're getting distracted by what the referees are or are not doing in another promotion.
1: I mean, I, I'm not one that's going to really say a lot of bad stuff about companies, but when you are the apparent owner of the company and you're trying to be Vince McMahon, you need to stop, bro. Like, competition is good for everybody, but when you start trying to bury other companies by by running your mouth, like, that's kind of sad. Like, take the high road, Cat Daddy. That's all I'm saying. Just take the high road, bro. You don't, you don't got to bury other refs because, like, there's other great refs in the state what if they're interested in booking with you, watch the show and say, well, you know, uh, changed my mind. I'm just saying, like, that it's okay to talk crap and have a little bit of camaraderie and, and, and have competition, but I feel like that, that whole match was a straight barrel of other referees. I don't know if he worked somewhere else and had an issue with a ref. I know there is some really crappy referees out there. We both know there are, but still.
2: Yeah, if you've got a beard, it's hard to be a
1: referee. But anyway... But, if you're bigger than all the wrestlers, if you're that, bigger than all the wrestlers, it's hard to be a referee.
2: That and and they did have a referee that was taller than the wrestlers, and it looked awkward. But I mean, I look sure, I looked like
1: I could have ate half the guys I refed for lunch. So well,
2: yeah, that's you. But I'm saying for CCW, they did have a referee that was quite large.
1: So, he was tall. Yep.
2: Anyway, um, I don't think that was probably his his intention. Maybe it was trying to come off from a comedic effect, but it, yeah, did. I don't know. It
1: just, no, it did not at all.
2: So I, I'll um, give him the benefit of the doubt that it was not his intention, but it definitely didn't sound good.
1: I will just agree to disagree with Mr. Cat Eddie on this one. Um, <laughs> you know, and then Abrams came in and got some work in, and he had a really nice standing suplex here. But then he just hit a snap suplex after that, and he gives a couple a couple kicks. I mean, he's a big guy. You're not going to see him bumping, you know, bump a bump a bump a bump, bump. But uh, he tags Stroud back in, and they do a real nice double team into a sling blade, which was called the, Kobay- the Kobashi special. Um, Abrams then taunted Darien Ultra. Got into a three-point stance, into a splash in the corner, and I thought that was a nice touch. You don't yeah. see the three-point stance often. Jim Duggan, which you know, uh, got speed, and hopefully your radiation treatments uh, help you out. He's in got cancer back, so he's going to be in uh, can- radiation treatments for eight weeks. But the the homage to three-point stance, you, know, I, I can only think of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Mongo McMichael, and a couple other guys that ever used a three-point stance. Yeah. Kevin Green.
2: Yeah, I believe um, uh, Steve Williams did, right?
1: Uh yeah, he did. But you know, I noticed at this point that Darian Ultra has been in the ring for about two seconds. Was he hurt? He didn't get a lot of working in this match.
2: No, I think that was just the story that they were telling.
1: Oh, so it's like it was like the ballpark with me and uh, Eddie Dylan. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna let the rookie take the ball.
2: No, I don't think it was anything like you. But no, I think that was the story that they're telling because. It's obvious that Darian Ultra is the super fan favorite there. Everybody wants yes. him get in the ring, and everybody hates New Albania, and so they were just isolating Emilio. And so yep. when Darian came in, he cleared house, and then that's when New Alban uh, New Albania realized that it was pretty much over.
1: Yeah, Ultra got a hot tag for thirty seconds, um, and then tagged in Iglesias, the and they did a really nice tag maneuver with like a hanging. He hung him over his knee in a nice top rope drop. Uh, That was a really good move. Um, At that point, Kobashi got Ultra to chase him out of the building, and Iglesias was left alone and gets the new Albanian sandwich, Jones. Running power slam by Stroud for the three, Jones.
2: That's right, Jones.
1: Iglesias gets beat up, and Ultra comes back and gets beat on, Jones. They roll out only to get attacked by Kobashi, Jones.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not really a fan of, like, afterbirth crap. I mean, the match got a lot of heat. I don't think we needed all the extra stuff.
1: I I think that Kobashi and Ultra should have just stayed in the back at that point and just let him squash him and then be done. But it was a little confusing to keep up with at the end. But overall, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, Iglesias looked really impressive in this one, opposed to other matches. He looked really crisp on a lot of his moves. He was moving. It was a really... Nice change of pace for him. So, um, yeah, I agree. No. this was a really good match.
2: Yeah, um, I, I will be critical about one thing that's not even match-related. It just drove me insane. Um, Andre Kabashi is out there, obviously. You know, he's pacing up and down, up and down. But there were many, many times where he's literally standing in front of the hard camera. So every time they shoot, they go to it, he's right there. And you can't see what's going on in the ring. And then many more times, he's actually standing behind Darian Ultra. And I'm like, why in the world would he be all the way over there unless he's going to do something? But he never did anything. So it just became kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, and then and then he just got ran out. And then he comes back, and it's just a beatdown. So, I mean, they could have, I don't know. Uh, then Kobashi is in the ring, and he talks crap to Bowser.
2: What up P1 mean? it doesn't matter
1: that's that's their that's their the the tag team as p1 no i, I know that,
2: that but that was like the first the first promo that was yes. what does p1 mean and kabashi is like it doesn't matter cuz you'll never be p1
1: yeah that is a fact um but yeah uh then he talks uh says that freedom's match with malik starts now and freedom ramsey is in the ring and says he's dealt with Kobashi since early CCW days. He's going to get retribution for Father Marquise on Moloch tonight. Father Marquise is back. He's got a sight back. I already knew this, though. Um, he got a sight back, and, uh, you know, it was another good promo by Father Marquise talking about how he's going to cleanse this, and it was it was a good promo. I liked it. I know you like the Father Marquise moments. Um
2: yeah, no, it's fun. It was, it, it, he's a good
1: They've a good They've person. built him very well. They've built him very well. They've built up to the this Father Marquise and Freedom Ramsey thing very well. And the crowd really gets into it because of it. it yeah. So this match starts, Jones. And they go face-to-face, Jones. Ramsey took it to Malik at the beginning of this match, which is quite surprising. And Malik had never been in this position before, Jones. Malik takes over eventually after a, after a nice run by Ramsey, uh, using a good set of power heel moves here, foot chokes and, and choking him and doing power moves. I'm just waiting for, for Chris to finish getting his espresso, it sounds like, over here. This let Ramsey get offense in, then allowing Moloch to take it to Ramsey, um, and it went pretty well. Um, this went back and forth at that point. Then there was a nice neck breaker that was delivered by Molik. Um, at this point, Cat Daddy uh, Paul or Cat Daddy called Moloch a WrestleManiac Jones. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, are you done with your espresso now? Are you ready? i could hear that whole thing it was great I'm, i was like, "Oh, chris I'm is making, making espresso
2: for my wife i apologize like i can hear his psh,
1: psh, psh, psh. i'm like is he making like espresso starbucks style up in here no what is the would, to? i'm
2: making tea for my wife
1: I apologize. so that just goes back with the eugenia doubtfire i'm making tea okay um <laughs> no, you're fine so at this point the crowd is very behind freedom in this match and uh, Freedom got up to the top rope only to get nutted by Molik. And Molik got a chain, which the ref didn't see at all. Well, he used well did it to you help- see
2: how he got nutted? It was pretty creative.
1: Yeah. And he used it to help grab Ramsey in the choke. And Father Marquis sees this, so he gets up on the apron and throws holy water right in the eyes of Moloch, and the ref sees it and DQs Freedom Ramsey because of Father Marquis because he did not see the chain, giving Moloch the victory, and obviously it burned Moloch because he's a demon, and he rolled out of the ring. And um,
2: Yeah, it was was a fun spot.
1: it, It was a fun spot, Jones.
0: Yeah.
2: Who would have guessed? Holy water for the DQ.
1: Yeah, and we didn't we didn't get a big Cat Daddy promo at the end, Jones. So, I mean, it was a pretty fast action show. Just a lot of Joneses, Jones.
2: That's right, Jones.
1: I know, Jones. But, you know, um, other than that, this was a pretty good show. Uh, I, I think that um, this was an improvement, again, from the previous week, just like we seen in GLWA. So um, I look forward to see the next show for CCW as well.
2: I agree. That was CCW.
1: Awesome. All right. So th- we are on to national reviews now, Chris. Are you ready? I am. It's time for Rampage, baby. Yeah. Um,
2: this for took this place... past Friday, May it took... 13th.
1: It took place at the UBS Arena in Belmont Park, New York, featuring my and your favorite commentator, Chris Jericho, and my favorite commentary, Excalibur and Taz. You know, I want to beat the shit out of Excalibur.
2: We do this every time.
1: I am going to challenge Excalibur to one match. One more time with your ass, because I don't believe he's got enough wrestling experience to carry a full match. But anyways, this was on a special time slot again. So, I mean, we already knew there was going to be low viewers on Rampage tonight. So, And I think that the, the people who booked the show kind of sense that, too. If You see how it opened.
2: Well, I mean, they didn't really change formats just because they're at a different time. And no, I mean, I think it started it's out funny with a match good when the ratings came out for last week last week they were at a special time the ratings yeah. were almost exactly the same
1: yeah they it's were, the they, were they were they were not
2: fans bad. watching
1: yep yeah they're down to their base they're not really gaining and that's a little worrisome they've been up and down like even with the network's uh, support has been like one minute they're behind them the next minute they're not the next minute they're back behind them I guess they're back behind them again so Um, But, you know, this is Death Triangle taking on Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn. Kind of does the Sierra Miedo uh, to Blade to start and then kicks him in the ribs. Um, It was a nice little start to the match. Uh, Jericho's voice was pretty gruff in this one, which was good because you couldn't really hear or understand him half the time, which made this even a more enjoyable show.
2: And no yelling, which was nice.
1: He couldn't yell. His voice was about thrash from a Fozzie concert, I believe um over overall uh, this this was an all right match. Uh, it resulted in the black arrow onto Mark Quinn by I believe it was pack or Penta. Either way, it was a black arrow to finish Quinn at 1020. I guess this match a C plus. I think the death triangle just continues to kind of be around and they should have like some kind of like, prominent role like this thing going on with the showdown with the House of Black but I, I just think it took so long to get this team back together because of injuries and COVID and overseas problems and um, I, I just think that they lost their steam into this whole storyline at this point and I think that the spark in it's gone um, overall this was a good match but post match uh, lights went out and the House of Black pops up the lights go out again and the House of Black pops down
2: Yeah four things here real quick Match was actually pretty good. Um, Secondly, four times, four times, four times, four times
1: we had to sit through
2: Sierra, Miro, or whatever the hell he says. Four
1: times. Get over it. Move on. That's a shtick. That's a shtick. That's what he does.
2: Well, move on. I'm done with it. Third, after the match, we get the obligatory AEW blackout. And we come back, and we see a house of black. They're just staring. They're just staring. They're not doing anything. They're staring. Nobody's doing anything. We're staring. Nobody's moving. Nobody's doing anything. We're just staring. Blackout. And we come back.
1: Everybody's gone. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It did nothing. And and like I said, this feud's, this feud's fizzled out at this point. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I feel so sorry for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Then we had Sean Spears taking on Bear Boulder. Spears shows him the 10 to start. So Boulder grabs him in a gorilla press. That's broken up, so Boulder. Damn it. Cover my notes. Oh, it's gonna do it again. I hate your computer. So Boulder settles for a power slam instead. Spear avoids a charge in the corner and hammers away in the corner until Boulder grabs him by the throat. Boulder gets his own, gets his own right hand in the corner, but gets reversed into the C4. To give Spears the fast pin at 205. This is Spears' version of the villains beating someone before losing to Wardlow.
2: That's exactly it. We got to make Spears look big. So we're going to give him a quick win over somebody big. I think it's funny that you could call this a squash match because usually the bigger guy wins.
1: I, I find it very, very, very laughable that Sean Spears can win a match in two minutes, but lose one in two minutes like a month ago. It's so funny how they flip-flop this guy. Like, they'll use him for just – he's always – I mean, if, if, if anything, I, I would give this guy the best supporting actress role for the year because that's all he is, is a supporting actress.
2: If he had no more matches until the cage match with Wardlow and actually wrestled Wardlow well and gave Wardlow a run for his money – that would be more believable than Sean Spears beating bear Boulder in two and a half minutes it did nothing for Sean
1: it just hurt Boulder and he, honestly well I mean the last time then of course
2: the, the and then of blast.
1: course you know uh I wanted to add this in in, in, in in making no sense fashion you already buried the guy in two minutes so then you come out post-match and bury him with a chair what what did that what did that do for him Nothing, yeah. I mean, the last
2: time we saw Bear Boulder, it was during a commercial break during the tag team battle
1: royal. That's true. Give me a break, do better. And AEW and Bear Boulder is a guy that you could book to the moon and back. He's a big man. Just saying, you could do yeah. something with Bear Boulder, but no, no, let's just bury him to Sean. And then we've seen see What was next? Tony Nisa Mark Sterling in a neck brace with a crutch are not happy with their upcoming match against Hookhausen. Sterling doesn't even have fights. Nice says he's destroyed Danhausen and he's a premier athlete. He can win on his own, so Sterling should put ten thousand dollars on him. Okay, I don't know what that really does for anything because I'm not behind any of this and Danhausen's just boring. Um, to me, I, I know people like him. He's a comedy act. I get it. I just I just I just don't want that.
2: What is the pre-show called for the big event? The buy-in? How long have we been calling these buy-ins?
1: I don't know, but it's a no, sell-out. No, no, no,
2: no. I mean, let me try this sentence again. How long has professional wrestling companies been referring to the buy-in on TV as the buy-in?
1: just a w and only since double or nothing so three years ago now give me a break yep and it was only supposed to just be for double or nothing with the casino theme the buy-in and, and then they've like i've heard it for other shows so they should just call it a pre-show but then we had um the owen hart foundation tournament reho versus soho America's first video game character to come to life, Riho, takes on Ruby Soho.
2: I, I watched this match, and I came to the realization why I do not like Riho. You want to know why? Why is that? Two reasons. First off, how the hell can you be smiling and happy, but yet you're playing the heel? And secondly, she's constantly working towards the next move, so she's not selling the current move. It's
1: annoying. I, on the other hand, thought that it was uh, that she did good. I I, I like this match. I mean, I think the smiling and having a good time just proves that she doesn't really give a shit what people think. She's going to do whatever the hell she wants. I think that was the purpose of that and I kind of liked it for that purpose. Um, I think that uh, she does set up for the next move sometimes and I did notice that in this match. But I will say that the end of this match, I liked a lot. Um, Soho loaded up the blade runner, which got reversed into a crucifix bomb for two back up. Soho hits a belly to back suplex, setting up a blade runner for the pin. I thought that was a good spot and it went really, it, it flowed very well together. There wasn't really like any, any botches or any issues there. And I thought it was a nice finish.
2: Yes, I agree. The finish was very good. It was a surprise to see Ro- Ruby yeah. win. Um and Riho did have a better match with Ruby than she did last week with Yuki Sakasaki.
1: Yes, for sure. It was a huge improvement. I, in my sub- summary of this match, said I could certainly go for seeing Soho, get a win over one of the bigger names in the division, even though she's one of the smallest people. Um, you know, So a win was a nice result for her. What matters is having some new faces in the division. And Soho could definitely use a boost after the Pretty Rocky start in AEW. I'm not sure how far she goes in this thing, but a win is not completely out of the realm of possibility in the future. So, um, you know, then we've seen the gun club meeting that Billy Gunn held um, with Billy Gunn, <laughs> the gun club, and the acclaimed. Um, this was great.
2: This was this a was great. Two minutes in the back. This was fantastic. Th-
1: yeah, I'm this awesome. was great. He was pretty much kind of telling him to be the new age DX. Like even insinuating crotch chops and like this was freaking awesome. I yeah. I they need more of this. If they're gonna do comedy bits, do this because this was freaking great. Um it
2: seemed a little awkward at first, but then it worked. And then at the very end, when they were so excited that they were gonna be on elevation. That was
1: fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. Uh Billy, Billy goes, No, that will never get over. And the acclaim suggests, yo, listen. And Billy's down with that. So now he has a match from <laughs> on the house. <eclipse. laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked, I liked everything about this. This was entertaining as hell. This was entertaining. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. we've seen Jade Cargill and the baddies for a check. Cardgill hits the catchphrase, but Tony Schiavone has to announce that since Hikaru Shida is injured, Red Velvet has to face Chris Statlander in the first round instead. That isn't a bad thing for Cardgill, but Statlander comes out uh, for a stare-down anyways. At least they dropped the alien gimmick with Chris Statlander, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I, she's not a bad-sized girl standing next to Cardgill. I, I really didn't notice that until now. Who? Uh, Chris Statlander.
2: I don't remember them standing next to each other, but that's all right. She came out for it. I was they so pissed. I was so, so pissed during the segment.
1: So at this point, Chris Statlander comes out, right? And yeah. they did a stare down. So they were like face to face. And you look at him and it's like, wait, that's like the only chick that you see on the entire roster besides Nyla Rose that's not looking up at Jade Cargill.
2: I, well, a couple of things here. First off, um, Jade is is not wrestling Car uh, Statlander, so why is she staring down Statlander? Like I said, I was so pissed. I think that I they're pretty much pissed.
1: telling you that these two are going to face each other in the tournament. This is
2: why I was so pissed off.
1: They kind of gave and, that away, and, but... and,
2: and it's exactly what you're talking about. Jade comes out with the baddies, and that's yep. Red Velvet and my favorite, Kira Hogan. Right, they come down to the ring. And it's Jade, 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 right? But the whole idea of this segment is to let everybody know that Chris Statlander is going to be wrestling Red Velvet. So, do we get, and this is a surprise. So, do we get a a reaction shot from Red Velvet? Nope. Nope, No, but the direct stare down to the person who she's going to face in the next round, pretty much. Jade, 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 Jade. And I was so pissed because Jade is not. The story, Red Velvet and Chris Staland are the story. I'm done.
1: Do you feel better now? It's gotta be Jay. Do you feel better now? Because I've been I've been like, look, listen, I've I've said for the longest time that she was green and she wasn't ready and she didn't need the spot yet. And everybody's wanted to tell me, no pun, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. But she proves me right and right and right furthermore that she goes. She's not ready to handle the big spot yet. She's definitely not the next one that's ready to go into the, the, the heavyweight championship rounds. And that's just my opinion. I, I haven't been behind Jay Cargill from the start. So you're just finally starting to see what I've seen. So thank God Chris is getting the net, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but no, I see it, dude. I totally see it. So,
2: well, no, I'm not upset that they're. Pushing thank you for getting them. the net,
1: Chris. Thank you I'm for getting the net. I'm
2: not upset that they're pushing jade i'm just
1: spectrum called. they said thank you for getting the net about jade.org when jade had nothing com. to do with it backslash biz scorpio scorpio sky is ready to defend the tna tnt title against kazarian because the champ's word is his bond and he promised Kazarian the shot kazarian is ready too, and sky having dan lambert and ethan page stay in the back makes this even better i have been looking forward to this match since they made it i love frankie kazarian i love his work in the ring and i love that he's been able to recreate himself several times and stay relevant when he's always been pushed as a low card guy like i really love his work he's been amazing over the years if you see his work in tna all the way up to when he started teaming with christopher daniels all the way up like i've just always enjoyed his work so like i was looking forward to having him in in a marquee matchup tonight
2: Yeah, no, I was super excited for this match. I'm a big fan of Frankie Kazarian, and I really like what Scorpio Scorpio Sky's
1: got. Some amazing work, and I know that I'm pretty sure Kazarian helped train Sky. So I figured this was going to be a banger. Um, I think you know uh, this match was a great match. It was this was the match of the night, and I will say the ending wasn't exactly great, but it might set up for something good for the future between the two of them. Um, But you know, this match ended with. the crossface chicken, oh, of course this thing's gonna interrupt my nose. The crossface chicken wing goes on, but here's Dan Lambert for a distraction. on Ethan Page to come on in with a belt shot for two. Sky, who doesn't seem to have seen the interference, is back up with the TKO to retain the belt. Um, I, I just think that they—I think they're pushing for another match. I, I think that Kazarian may be the guy that takes the belt off Sky. Um, other than the ending, I thought this was a great match. I gave it a B plus.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I mean, the ending was fine. I think it fit with the story. It pissed me off at first um, no, because I'm Scorpio be... Sky was doing this whole let's not let's actually go by the rules. Let's not be crazy. But there was I'll just be, pissed so it for, I'll be pissed think, if they don't set up
1: for. I'll be pissed if they don't set up for another match, though. If I this think, is just yeah, how I they think, end I, it, yeah.
2: I think it worked. So you know. I think that actually added a little bit to the match and that's what made it the match of the night because overall the wrestling was great and the finish worked and elevated it.
1: I See, see what I see happening here is, like I said, the ending wasn't good, but odds are we're getting a rematch um, out of the ending. Um, likely, my guess is at the L.A. show that's coming up in a few weeks. Um, so Sky retaining the title right now is good, but I don't think there's any doubt on the end result in this that I believe you're going to see Kazarian come out in L.A., SCU style, probably with Christopher Daniels in his corner, um, which will keep the odds even and allow Kazarian to actually get a fair match with him. So um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good main event. It was the match of the night. Um, post-match, Kazarian tries to tell Sky what happened, and Sky yells at Lambert and Paige. Sky wants to know what happened, so Paige grabs the mic and says, yeah, he did it, and he did it for the team. So what team is Sky on? Then Sky hits Kazarian with the title, and the beatdown is on. Lambert calls Sammy Guevara and Whorehouse and Ty Conte into the. <laughs> he called their Whorehouse. Yeah. I, I love Dan Lambert, dude. He's so freaking great. Oh, uh, better. Yeah. And Brunson's Sammy makes the save, holds up the title down the show. Um, or <laughs> yeah oh
2: <laughs> yep
1: overall uh, I will give Rampage uh, I'll give it a B minus I think it was a pretty good show
2: uh, started off good finished good Good. Everything in the middle was blah, so I give it a blah.
1: Eh, yeah, I think it was a better. I think it was a decent rampage. We'll we'll agree to disagree on that one.
2: Yeah. Well, that was
1: rampage. Then we had Monday Night Raw, which took place uh, at the Scope Arena in Norfolk, Virginia. Normal raw commentators, and um, yeah, this is supposed to be setting up for Hell in the Cell. So, all right,
2: I've been containing this, and here we go. <clears throat> Monday Night Raw was absolutely terrible this week. It was so bad that I couldn't make it through. I kept falling asleep. It was long. It was drawn out. It was pretty much the worst episode I have ever seen in professional wrestling. This was so bad that I didn't finish it. I didn't even do a review on TikTok like I usually do. I still have it on my DVR, and I still have another hour to watch, and I don't want to watch it. This has turned me off so much for wrestling that I don't even think I'm going to go to SmackDown this weekend because even though it's in my hometown – I don't think they're gonna unify the titles. I think they're just gonna screw everything over. Moreover.
1: Chris has really so got
2: potential. They had so much potential to put on a great opening match with this with the Steel Cage that they screwed it up. And now Austin Theory is running the same exact thing that Sonia Deville did a week and a half ago by changing stipulations and match. I am
1: done. Done. Yeah, but you got to keep watching it for national I'm reviews. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I've been done with Raw for a while. I've You finally get the net, and I'm glad. You're finally seeing this garbage programming for what it is. You've been praising Raw lately, and I'm like, this is shit. This is shit. And you're finally starting to see. This is shit, dude. Like, I, I, I don't know a better way to put it, but, like, do they have a monkey pushing buttons back there to pick figure out what they're going to do? Because it's almost to that point, and and we're going to get into that in a little bit. When 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 certain things happen in a company, you know that it's going to hell. Um, this company's in the hell in a handbasket, man. They What's had we talk about it. What are you
2: talking about now? They had about the, it now? Have they, they had, the
1: they, had they had the they had the potential to book a banger ass show and instead they choose they choose not to and they and they don't book that you you have two girls that are running white hot Sasha Banks and Naomi with the women's championships and you don't book them in the right positions they want to put them in this crazy gaunt no that Sasha Banks and Naomi put the titles on the GM's desk behind the scenes and walked out of raw last night walked out of raw it's, fuck you we're done your champions don't want to be champions cuz you don't book them right and then they said that they had issues with wrestling people, and I've heard the, the I've heard back and forth, well, they've had matches with them before. Yeah, and something happened, and they weren't comfortable. I don't give a shit who you are. If you are a professional wrestler, and you are not comfortable working with somebody, do not ever let anybody make you work that match. If you're not comfortable working a match with somebody, don't work it. I learned that mistake very, very early in my career in a place called Kinross. And you happen to be there for that horrible fucking match. And I'm going to tell you right now, I learned my lesson right then and there. If I'm not comfortable with the person I'm wrestling, I'm not wrestling them. If I don't think you've put enough time in and you can't show me in the ring before the match that you're competent enough to carry this match, I'm not going to wrestle with you. And I, something like that happened and they, they walked out. This is a horrible program. SmackDown's been horrible. This has all been bad booking. WrestleMania was bad booking. Everything they've done in the last year, is bad booking. Now they're losing Roman Reigns. Why? Oh, bad booking. He'd rather go to Hollywood than stick around WWE. The only good thing about Monday Night Raw is Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Kevin Owens.
2: I mean, they walked out. Sasha and Naomi walked out. And I don't blame them. These tag team titles... Are crap. They don't mean anything. They pull in a to Tony store people over and over again that you're wrestling, but, and it's but are crap. They, and it's terrible. They, and, again, and, are and they... Sasha is a very good wrestler. I enjoy her. I enjoy her persona. Naomi, I think, is needs some work. I, I feel bad for her because if you know, I don't see her working outside of WWE, unfortunately. And it's just they're in a bad situation.
1: Yeah, I, this is this is a horrible situation because. I mean, you're at the point where you're going into the summer. SummerSlam is coming very quickly. You have Hell in a Cell. SummerSlam's in August. Uh, we're in the middle of May right now, guys, and there is nothing going on in WWE whatsoever. Well, they're wiping
2: money in the bank because that's over, but that's over in um, – uh, that's in the LA, right, I think? Or no, Las Vegas, excuse me. And But all they're doing is pushing Cody Rhodes on that. So, I mean, it's it's not obvious that Cody's going to take the title off Roman. Then
1: Yeah, because Roman's going to a part-time schedule. Like, we know the next big thing is Cody Rhodes, and then you're going to shove him down our throat to where we don't even want Cody Rhodes around anymore. I can see that. That's coming. But, I mean, at least it's different than the last two years of Roman Reigns because that's what he's had the title for, like, two years. 600 days, yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. It's a great reign for him. But I think that this was his final run. I think he's he's checking out, man. So you're losing your biggest draw, okay, in your company right there. And like I said, Raw only has a couple of highlights here. It's just bad. Like, I, I tried to watch it, and it was difficult.
2: I didn't finish it. I still got another is f- hour. I don't even want to turn it on. This is a three-hour program. I fell asleep multiple times. Woke up. Rewound. Tried to watch it. Couldn't. God, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed because it's something that I'm so dedicated. so, So I want to see good things happen, and they just don't.
1: Like, this is the problem. We don't... We technically... You know, there's no... They, they unified these world titles, and now Raw has no world champion. There's no draw for these premium live events. Um, and, and, and overall, for Raw, I'm going to say this was not a strong show. And the whole idea with Naomi and Sasha Banks walking out kind of fucked this show right up. Um, they started moving towards the cell, But to be honest with you, I don't think Chris can answer is What's the biggest match on the show supposed to be? Yeah, that's the I, problem with the lack of a world champion. But it's likely to stay that way for a long time.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, you—you you, you, you got one champion. They should be on Raw and they should be on SmackDown. They need to be yeah. doing stuff. If you want to do that, that's what you need to do. And that's yeah. the way I think it should be, but they're never going to do that. The way they treat everybody nowadays, it's not like it used to be. It's ridiculous. And again, there's so much potential. We started off with this great... I'm going to use that term loosely. Great steel cage match. And it it was entertaining. There was a lot of stuff in there that I didn't care for
1: because it didn't make any sense. But... (sighs) I I think in this, like, basically, this had so much potential. And the only matches that were really worth mentioning whatsoever, in my mind were AJ Styles and Finn Balor versus Los Lotharios. Uh, Then Alexa Bliss had a somewhat mentional match with Sonya Deville, and then Asuka and Becky Lynch. That was it. All the other matches were... Everything Mm. that you listed is after I fell asleep. I didn't see any of that stuff. Yeah. You couldn't even get to the the actual halfway decent stuff that was on the show. But I digress. We're going to go through it. At least I'll go through it if you fell asleep. I can man Mm. through this real quick. Oh, I've got um,
2: lots of opinions on the stuff I
1: saw. Oh, we're about to start it. So we open up with a long recap of Omos and Bobby Lashley. I don't know why we had to have this giant recap coming into a match that's about to start. Um, but that's what was going on. They told us what was coming on for the rest of the show. Uh, inside a cage with MVP in Omas's corner. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Cedric Alexander... See, where was I at it's, uh Cedric Alexander jumps last year from behind in the aisle the brawl is on we take a break and come back with the opening bell um, which was weird
2: very weird why are we even jump starting it makes no sense
1: yep that just made yeah that that whole thing made no sense uh I, I just I don't know
2: what are, okay all right, before we break the what are the rules of the cage match? Give me, I mean, there's lots of rules, but give me two rules of the cage match. Two
1: escape rules. over the cage or escape out the door? Yep, two feet touch on the floor? Door.
2: Two feet touch, either go out the door or up and over. And what's the other big rule? Pinfall? Well, yeah, pinfall. Okay, I, I guess what I meant was like, we know how to win. And what's the other big rule in the cage match? No DQ. Very good. So freaking MVP is out there and he's like poking Bobby yeah, stick and the commentators keep saying, Oh, he shouldn't be doing that. That's not legal. Yeah, I
1: didn't understand That's- why they kept saying shit like that.
2: And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then of course, yeah. then we have this run in with Cedric Alexander, is that legal? Are you going to disqualify him?
1: Right. Why and, and you know and I put on my notes. Why did this feel like the last third or even half of a cage match?
2: Because we started it like in progress. We didn't get the intros. We didn't get the big major cage coming. We down. start We start
1: this match in RAW already in progress.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let's. You know, honestly, they actually had an okay match in there. They were they were working their tails off, and yep. it was good. I enjoyed it. And then we get to this shit
1: finish. Ladies and they couldn't even slow it out? down. Like what just...
2: episode, what are we? What is this episode twenty? And I'm finally dropping some words that I've never said yeah. before, and yeah. we get shit finished. Oh where yeah, where Bobby Lashley gets thrown through the cage. Okay, pretty awesome. Great on 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 him for being able to hold on and not actually touch. But then we get like twenty seconds of standing around. Omos is just.
1: Do you want to know what my biggest problem with this match was? And it's like, will you, will you try to get out of the cage? Get out of the cage.
2: First person to touch wins. We all know this. And he doesn't. He just stands there. And MVP isn't even telling him what to do. He's being a terrible manager. This with, is terrible. This whole thing's terrible.
1: With it's terrible. multiple, with multiple interferences and a screwy finish, the spots they had in the match were all rushed. Like you've got two big guys. You need to do a spot and let them slow it out. Like they no no don't go 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 like. They made these guys run their asses off in seven minutes. They did a lot of shit in seven minutes. like for everything they threw at them. Uh, I give credit to the wrestlers, but this gets a D minus to me. this just this whole thing was fucked. it, it, it was bad like it
2: it was. I, I get the creativity of how we're going to end this, but it didn't make any sense.
1: They were so rushed through everything, almost had nothing, nothing had a chance to make an impact. They had a seven minute match with multiple interferences and a screwy finish. I know they're a bit rushed, but you could slow down at least a little bit. The ending was a good way to protect Omos, but Lashley was going even with him throughout at worst. So I'm not sure how much the protection helps, anyways. Then we've seen a long recap of Mustafa Ali and Miz in Theory. Then Miz Theory took on Ali in a non-title match. Yep. And Theory says, yeah. "Hang on a second. He thinks we need a special referee for the match, so here is Miz to replace the referee already in the ring. Hold on again, though. This Theory is using Vince McMahon's advice of expect the unexpected. Therefore, has an all different has Ali has a different opponent. So then we see Veer Mahan versus Ali with Miz especially I guess referee
2: yep like I said before theory is just doing exactly what Sonia Deville was doing two weeks ago and yep. it's stupid and it's not helping it's annoying
1: I me mean, here Veer Mahan runs over Ali and only the way that Veer Mahan can um the post match beating continues afterwards. The Mysterios run up for the save and knock Mahan off the apron. Throw everybody else really hard. He did. Yep.
2: And this was supposed to be the surprise return of the Mysterios. Everybody cheered.
1: But I don't care. Becky Lynch she has seen Sasha Banks and Emily leaving the building for the six pack challenge. Lynch is going to be the new number one contender and takes the night off, but Pierce makes Lynch versus Oscar for the number one contendership tonight instead. So they advertised a six-pack challenge, and it changed inside of fifty minutes. That's a new mark even for WWE on rewrites. They usually do them pre-show. So, well, I mean, I guess they
2: left mid-show from what the
0: yeah they was, so.
1: yeah yeah they did they pull. I'm wondering if they're pulling a Tony Storm. Tony storm just took off and went home. Now she's an AEW. Cause she was tired of it. So, I mean, how many other people are going to pull this soon? Uh, yeah. I don't know.
2: He's back. People have been doing this for years. CM punk did it. Jeff Jarrett did it with the road dog. People do it. So they
1: then think- next we had, we had riddle versus Uso, Jimmy Uso. Um, Jay's here with his brother, but Randy is gone because of a family commitment. They made the point to tell us that. I don't know why. Um, You know, this was, wasn't was all that, inter- that was interested uh, when the match was another tag match preview between two single wrestlers, but at least it wound up being a pretty okay match. Uh, Riddle beating the Usos on his own doesn't exactly make the Usos look great, but maybe they have something better planned for SmackDown. I still don't buy the titles being unified on TV, though, Friday, but it should still have a big fight feeling regardless, even though they'll screw it up. Um so I gave it a C+. Plus. It was it was an alright match.
2: This is where I fell asleep. I couldn't make it any further. I then there was a
1: video on AJ Style Finn Balor, Liv Morgan's lack lust against the Judgment Day. Um, basically, Judgment Day convinced Liv Morgan, or asked Liv Morgan to come out with her, and she said she wasn't sure. And then they came out, and Liv Morgan was there. She came out before them. And... Um, Basically, the Los Lotharios had asked her to do the kiss cam and make her feel better. She didn't want to do that. And then she ended up coming out with those guys. Um, This match was all right. It went back and forth a little bit. Um, Los Lotharios against against AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And these guys could all work pretty well. Um, Los Lotharios is a good team most of the time. But in this case, they went with the right call having AJ and Balor take them down. Um, there's almost no way to imagine a mid-card team beating a pair of former world champions, so don't bother going nuts with it. At least it should be good when Valerie Styles joins up with Edge and Company. At least that's my thought of what's going to happen with it. I don't
2: know. Lotharials are just enhancement talent at this point.
1: Then Kevin Owens showed up in a Sami Zayn Forever shirt. And he met the Alpha Academy and had the results of Ezekiel's DNA test. They opened the envelope, but the results have been contaminated by the presence of barbecue sauce on the sample. Otis is immediately blamed, but Gable tries to keep things calm because uh, Otis was eating a bunch of barbecue last week and catering. Next week, Gable promised to expose Ezekiel for the fraud that he is. Tonight, though, Gable is going to beat it out of him in the ring. Owen says, that's what you say every week. Um, then we had a recap of Sonia Deville losing her job. And then losing that to Alexa uh, Bliss in 30 seconds. We're like
2: an hour and a half into Raw before we get Kevin Owens. And he's the the one that you need to be featuring. We haven't even seen Seth yet.
1: Yeah, that was just the first spot. Um, Then we had Alexa Bliss taking on Sonya Deville. Um,
2: Let me guess. I know nothing about this match. This probably lasted a minute and
1: a half. Four minutes and one second. Um, I can give you a quick rundown of what happened here real quick because I did write full notes on this one. DeVille gets slapped in the face to start the match and has already lasted longer than last week. Bliss takes her down with a leg sweep, but misses the landing moonsault. A running knee gives DeVille a two count, and then a chin lock goes on. Another running knee blasts Bliss, so DeVille goes to unhook the turnbuckle pad. The distracted referee misses DeVille, hitting a clean spine buster, but runs over for a delayed two. Bliss gets up, hits a DDT, and gets the pin at four minutes. And it was a delayed cover, too.
2: I hope um, the this week was better than last week.
1: They had a bit of something here with the, no, it. No, it, it was better, yes. But they had a bit of something with the delayed cover. But it's hard to get the idea of of Daville being screwed over. She was more interesting when she was serious a few weeks ago. The idea of her getting what happened to her over and over and over again is only going to get so much attention. And uh, this match itself wasn't great, but... Bliss is probably still ring rusty. So like, you didn't really see a whole lot. Um, these are obviously warmer, warmer matches for, for Alexa Bliss. And I'm just, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of Alexa Bliss's last gimmick. I know a lot of people really like her, but she's just so small that she doesn't, I don't know. I've just never really been behind her in her title runs.
2: They're going to turn Sonya face. How
1: much you want to bet? I in bet. Three weeks. They're going to turn her face <laughs> or they're going to release her. Um, so then we finally see a recap with Seth Rollins attacking Cody Rhodes and stomping him in the announcer's table. And then here's Cody Rhodes for a chat. He's been told that Seth Rollins is not here tonight, but he hopes that Rollins is listening. Last week, Rollins poured gasoline on the fire. But the reality is that Rollins is his own biggest threat. Rollins has built his own purgatory and wants to pull Rhodes down in it with him. We flash back to 2011 when Rollins arrived with the rest of the shield, with Rhodes as one of the bitter guys in the back. Rollins went on a rocket to the top by shattering the glass ceiling, which Rhodes never knew was there in the first place. Rhodes' story is a little different. Um, He lost a lot and worked his way up. Even though looking at the lights most nights, he now has a second chance, and he isn't taking it for granted. Rollins isn't denying him a second chance, so Rollins will have to kill him. So let's run it back one more time. Inside the hell in a cell. Rollins, who seems to be backstage, pops up on the video screen. And he is backstage to say, Rhodes is nuts because anyone inside hell in a cell with Seth Rollins has become a changed man. The match is on. I'd like to point out that Rhodes has looked and sounded like a star since he returned. That makes a lot of difference when he comes into a feud with somebody money like Seth Rollins. I... They're really doing very good work together. Rollins is money though.
2: So Rollins and Rhodes are gonna be a hell in the cell when?
1: At hell in the cell.
2: When's hell in the cell? Coming up. <laughs> I didn't even know it was coming up. I thought Money in the Bank was the next one.
1: Uh you're gonna make me do research, damn you, Chris. I can look. You keep talking, I'll look. I got it, I got it. I'm already searching it. Don't even. I'm already working on it. be pay-per-view schedule. Why does it gotta show me a bunch of tickets to SmackDown at Grand Rapids? Schedule pay-per-view. Okay. Uh it looks like we had WrestleMania backlash. Hell in the cell is next, which is June fifth. July 2nd in los That's Hell in the in Chicago, June 5th. July 2nd is Money in the Bank in Las Vegas. And then July 30th is SummerSlam. Wow, that's pretty quick.
2: July, then, SummerSlam's in July.
1: July 30th, yeah. Sometimes they do actually have it at the end of July. It's usually like third weekend of August, though. Um, there's a big break then until September 3rd when they do the Clash at the Castle. And then October, they have Crown Jewel, which they haven't announced yet, but you know what's coming, and then Saudi Arabia. And then Survivor Series. That's that's it. Okay. Okay. Thanks for
2: clarifying.
1: Not a problem. Anytime. So at this point, um, Asuka's all giddy about getting to face Becky tonight. That was a funny little promo. Um, she actually spoke English, which was great. Uh, and then we saw Ezekiel take on Chad Gable with Kevin Owens on commentary and Otis and Gable's corner. Before the match, Owen doesn't want to see a photo of Ezekiel and Elias together, and um, the match was underway. Um, honestly, it was just an average match. I gave it a C, but I will say the more I see of Ezekiel, the more I like him. It isn't like Ezekiel was tearing the house down every week in the ring, or Elias, um, so... Um, It's not much of a bar he has to clear. Ezekiel had a perfectly watchable match here and is different enough than Elias to make a bit more interesting. Not exactly a classic, but Ezekiel is an interesting enough change of pace for the time being. Uh, Then there was the 24-7 bull crap where our truth served Akira Tozawa divorce papers and then runs off. Dana Brooke comes in to thank Truth for serving Reggie last week, but Truth wants to consummate with the 24-7 title. Dana runs off and bumps into Carmella. Insults ensue, including Dana saying Carmella hasn't mattered since the guy with no chain was here. Or the guy with no chin was here. Truth runs up and asks Carmella for help. He's getting the title back, sure, but she wants Dana Brooke when the time is right. Um, And they just keep adding people to this stupid ass storyline. Speaking of stupid ass storylines, next was Lacey Evans was introduced as a mother daughter marine and more Evans puts over the military and thanks them for everything they do she is proud of what she has done and knows she has a long way to go and no one in the back is any better than she is I'm not sure what they're doing with Evans and I don't think WWE does either was this an in-ring promo
2: or another one of these stupid things
1: video she came she came out to the to talk I don't think she ever I don't know if she ever got in the ring but I know she came out to talk at the ramp um then there was two weird promos where Riddle's ready for the Usos and the Usos are ready for Riddle. It really didn't make a lot of sense. And then we went to the main event of the night, um, which was Becky Lynch versus Asuka. And honestly, this was probably the match of the night. Even though the end was a finish with Asuka blowing green mist in the face and it kind of buried the ref a little bit because the ref acted oblivious to it. Um, but at the same time, uh, dude, she hit her right in the face with the mist. It was a beautiful shot. Um, they didn't have time to get real great here, but it was a good win to build Asuka back up and get her ready for a title match next month. Um, Becky's slide continues, but she's far away from... She is so far away from being established as the top star right now. It doesn't matter. She'll get back to that point, though, I'm sure. This felt like it was a big enough main event, though, uh, especially with all the other crap we've seen tonight. So this was actually a decent, half-ass decent match. So... I mean, I, that's the only match that I I want to watch at the pay-per-view at this point is the Oscar title match. Other than that, I really don't seem to be interested in anything that's going on out in the cell, except maybe Cody and uh, Seth. I think those are the
2: only two matches that's been out. So,
1: like, the ref didn't seem to even care at all that she spit the mist in his face or in her face, and I, I found that kind of weird. The ref buried himself in this one.
2: I'll have to watch it. That's interesting. I'll see how they get around it.
1: But like I said this was an odd show it had a good main event but um I'm gonna grade this one real low uh it got like a it got like a d plus like it really was not a very good mat- uh, show at all it was very hard to get through yeah you're telling me I know I didn't yeah, get it was through. it was it was hard to get through so <sighs> maybe next it's week like, be better yeah you can say your famous final words on this one I'll be happy to be done well that was raw all right ladies and gentlemen we have a treat for you today i have none other than Thurston scowl one half of the hollywood hustlers uh a damn good man in my opinion as far as people i've met in the locker room and uh everything you do in the ring is money i love watching your matches to be fair Thurston, every time i see you on a card i get excited because you you have bangers every time i mean most of your matches are solid bro
0: Oh, I appreciate that, man. Like a whole lot. Like that, that means a lot to me, brother. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I, I like every time I see you're on the, on the the CPW show coming up, I'm like, oh yes, it's a Thurston match. Or it's a Hollywood hustlers match. You know, um, you guys bring a, it's like, it's an older school feel to, uh, to, to wrestling and, you know, me being the last of the second generation wrestlers, that's, that's a good thing to see in my mind. So, um, yeah definitely uh, much appreciated to see you guys in the ring and doing it you've been in the business for a minute though haven't you
0: uh yeah quite some time man um I believe uh, man I think it was 2000 I started training with uh Dan Severn that's that's where I went Oh, okay, okay. okay. yeah yep which was uh kind of crazy because um at that time there was no uh you know we had the map quest you know what I mean and, and <laughs> the, the very very early internet um so we got the the directions to Dan's house and and uh we basically (laughs) went to Coldwater me and a friend of mine uh and we just knocked on his door we interrupted Dan Severn's dinner basically oh Oh, no (laughs) yeah and here's big ass Dan Severn who's you know uh i don't know if you if you've ever been face to face with he's not a tiny
1: guy at any means no
0: he's 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 like a caveman he's like a neanderthal man you know so he opens up the house (laughs) all big man in his prime and uh you know and and (laughs) we're just like hey we're here about the wrestling (laughs) (laughs) i like it and uh (laughs) And so um, you know, he said, Oh, you know, he was he was nice enough, man. And uh he uh he just told us that uh, you know he's gonna finish a dinner and come out and meet us. And uh, and he did. And uh he, he was very kind and you know, especially for us interrupting his his dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting, honestly. Uh that's the first <laughs> time I've ever heard anybody interrupting a dinner to, to yeah. get trained. But hey, <laughs> hey, you did what you had to do, man. I mean, that's that's what matters. So I remember the map quest days of wrestling. I'm sure, sure Chris is pretty fond of them mapping out trips to South Bend and God knows where else. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Just, just being lost. Like, is this where supposed to be? Yeah,
0: yeah. Those map quests, they'd get you into town, right? They'd get yep. you into town, and then you had to, yeah, you have to ask a gas station. You have to ask the guy down the street, anybody, man. But you'd find your way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And some of the buildings that you'd wrestle in are like, they don't look like average buildings you'd wrestle in. So like you drive past it, you're like, that's, that's not it. And then you go ask somebody and you find out that's it. So um, yeah, I've totally been there. That's a, that's an interesting ride though, man. I miss, <laughs> I miss those days, but I don't. Cause Google lady tells me where to go a lot easier nowadays. Oh
0: yeah. I'd much rather take my Google maps. And- yeah.
1: The Google lady <laughs> that- is nice.
0: Yeah. Turn right here. Turn left here.
2: I think I think the worst part is when you you ask the gas station attendant where the building is and they look at you like you're crazy like they've never heard of that and you say well the wrestling event that's going on they go there's wrestling tonight <laughs> and you're like oh no this is not good
0: yes <laughs> yes that's a classic that's everybody everybody <laughs> knows that one <laughs> Yep. you know uh, so so, how long
2: how long did you end up training with Severn?
0: Uh, man, I think, um, it might've been like, I think I went there like two years, man. Um, you know, like, and at first he did a real old school man where you couldn't even get in the ring until you passed, uh, you had to have like five blue mat matches They were, and these were matches on, uh, like a blue mat, the size of a ring. Uh, but you had to have a match with no ropes. So you had to pass five of these matches with no ropes, um, just to, you know, so you had your, your basics down, and then you could have a match if the ropes broke or if anything happened.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and not only that, but, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm an outside brawler. I, I'm not going to get around mm-hmm. that. I like to buck. <laughs> so to me, having those matches with the blue mats, like, years ago when I first started training were beneficial because half the time in wrestling, there is no ropes. So most of the time using those blue mats taught me the boundary of like the crowd more, more than anything, to be fair with you. Um, but yeah, yeah, that definitely, uh, is something you don't see anymore. I don't see many people doing blue mat matches and training anymore.
0: Yeah. So I I definitely think that's beneficial, man, because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll lock up with some younger guys now and, uh, they, they don't know how to roll, you know, just, uh, Mm -hmm your basics you know what i mean just to do uh you know some basic spots man you know or even just chain wrestling you know it's like
1: yeah yeah. And i've noticed a lot of the chain wrestling that does get performed is like a half speed too like nobody goes full force in chain wrestling anymore um it's kind of sad to see because like back in the day man we used to run that shit just bam 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 bam, spot 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 so um dying breed is best i can say about that uh raised you know brought in the business different ways than these new kids and i'm not saying the way they're getting brought in is wrong it's just a different way of training i guess so yeah um, definitely what made you want to wrestle in the first place though
0: oh man you know uh (laughs) i think just as a as a jit man um watching wrestling with my with my pops man saturday mornings and saturday nights like uh the old wwf superstars and saturday 605 live man um you know and um clash the champions like that was a thing man that was like that was a big event at my household <laughs> you know like yeah, same here <laughs> when same the clash here. was going down man it was
1: like you know it was like an event man at yeah. the house man so the paper, it was the, the, uh, free, just, the free for views man they were they were wonderful
0: yeah so just always as a kid man i always loved it gravitated towards it man whether it was the you know, the physicality, the storytelling, um, everything, the magic, man, I just loved it. Uh, I remember watching pay-per-views when we had the, the you know, the televisions, so you could tune in the knobs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and like, so you could, I could tune in, I could unfuzz the, the scramble yep. and I could watch the pay-per-view in black and white with no sound. And mm-hmm. then when an the interview came, I'd scramble it back up. So <laughs> you can hear it. Yep. <laughs> so
1: it we insane. did the same stuff. Yeah, we did the same stuff. <laughs> I, had a, I had an old CRT like that. They had the adjuster knobs on it. So, yeah. I got lucky, though. My dad uh, somehow obtained a amplifier for the antenna from, like, a hotel. Mm-hmm. So we actually got to amplify the signal. And then uh-huh. we could actually steal our neighbor's dish. Because the, oh. the, it would cross the signal. So anybody who ordered the wrestling pay-per-view within like a four block radius, we could usually pirate that thing. That's and, wild, man. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Fucking too too bad. Too minute. bad, too bad technology caught
2: this,
0: up with us. <laughs> you're,
2: you're telling me this now and you well, never invited me
0: no, over? Okay. So So
1: we didn't know you then. Okay. So this was when I was a young kid. Um, the problem was, is we actually hooked it up to our Nintendo and we were putting on Nintendo <laughs> shows for our neighbors. And the FCC came to our door and was like, yeah, you can't do that. Um, that's funny, bro. <laughs> so we had to get rid of the scrambler. So by the time you came around, I think we had we, my dad made me get rid of it. Probably. I got, in, I got in a bit of trouble for airing video games. I was the original gaming streamer, though, if you think about it.
0: That's that's, that's pretty wild, dude. Yeah, like
1: Yeah. Like you could turn to Channel 4, dude, and watch me play Nintendo all night.
0: <laughs> fucking excite bike let's go yeah we,
1: i'd put whatever you wanted on you want me to watch yeah, yeah. me beat this i'll put it on <laughs> my friends would call me on the phone and i'd be talking to them i'm playing video games so it was just like a chat i mean it was like original playstation chat bro just That's way back wild, in man. the day
0: so so you, y'all are older like me man uh did you, yeah. did you guys fuck around with the atari i had the, oh yeah atari i had a
1: 2600 <laughs> i had the 2600 that i rocked man oh yeah, yeah. i had a coleco vision yeah. i had a tandy computer. Uh, oh, yeah old NES systems, like all that stuff, man. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Good old days, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> give me, give me my wrestling as a little block wrestler that just kind of runs into the other one, you know, like the old Atari. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun times, man. But uh, you know, so you, you started wrestling and training, and then obviously you've toured, you've been around, you've wrestled for promotions, and now you're you're kind of settled up and a little older, like the rest of us and kind of dragging your carcass to shows. And yeah, <laughs> that's the best that's about, way to explain it. That's,
0: that sounds about right. I'm like, that I dragging my dead that, body I to the show. That fact, man.
1: <laughs> oh, but you know what? It's, it's a, it's a love. I mean, anybody who's been in the business, as long as somebody like you, you obviously love what you do or you wouldn't be out there doing it anymore.
0: Oh man. It's uh you know, it's, it's so much fun, man. You know, it doesn't matter how many people are there, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, uh, it doesn't matter. It's just like uh, it's just fun to get out there and express yourself and uh, and have these matches with. Uh, I love when 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 the chemistry hits. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know, I just met this guy. I don't know anything, you know, and you put together this this little piece of magic, whether it's eight minutes whether it's a 15 minute you know because we can all do bangers we can all do short matches
1: you know what i mean like oh yeah for sure
0: but it's nice when you when you touch somebody and you know like Like, oh shit i felt that way
1: uh with dre jacobs at the ballpark we had a banger of a match and like we had you know in in just to get in the ring with somebody like that and you just feel that chemistry from the second that you step in the ring with the guy it's a beautiful feeling um especially when it's somebody that you haven't spent many years up and down the road wrestling or booking against. So like to naturally have that chemistry with somebody, that's a great feeling. And I mean, you probably get it just like I do. It doesn't matter if there's one person, a hundred people or a thousand people in the crowd, the adrenaline's going to kick as soon as you come out that curtain. And that's a, that's a drug, bro. That's a drug. Um, I stepped away for a little while in in, in hiatus back a couple of years ago. and, And dude, the second I stepped through the curtain, it was like, bam. And I was like, Oh my God, that's what I, that's it. That's what I've been searching for this whole time. I've been gone, you know, they yeah. um, had some nagging injuries. I had to rehab and it took me like a year to get back, but uh, that was in like 2017. Um, but no, that, that adrenaline's like a drug dude. And you can't, you can't get it anywhere else. There's nothing They I wish that they produced and manufactured something that was identical to that because then my old ass would have to drag my carcass to wrestling shows anymore. But, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you
0: would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would.
1: You're right. I would. Yeah, you I would. would.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's something that none of us can uh, get out of. Like, uh, even I feel like everybody will take a hiatus or a break. Or they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you do take a break and you really love it, you're going to come back.
1: Like, yep. there's no doubt. I know, Even if I know you don't so come guys, back as a, as a wrestler, you'll come yeah. back as a referee, huh, Chris?
2: <laughs>
1: no that's not exactly the story but yeah. you got sucked back in like a hoover vacuum don't even I lie I anyway
2: but that's exactly what thurston's talking about you know but, any way that you can get involved when you're part of this wrestling business you want to get involved because yeah. that rush and hearing the crowd and, and talking with wrestlers that's so fun it yep. really
0: is yep yep yeah man <laughs> Uh, a little funny story about this, uh, this last show, the, the last CPW show, uh, so I wrestled road rash, right. And, uh, back in the day, uh, when I very first started training, at Dan Severns, he was riding down, um, with, um, Monty Brown. You guys know Monty Brown? Yeah, I,
1: I actually, we, uh, interviewed the nomads, but it didn't, it, something happened and I didn't get it on, but, um, I heard this story, but continue. It's it's a good story. <laughs> well,
0: so, um, well, I mean, so they, you know, what I'm saying, he used to ride with them all the time, man, and like so, and we used to train, but we never had a match ever, man. And he actually, when I first, <laughs> when I first, uh, Dan was like, you you need a name, and you need to come to the ring. And for some reason, Thurston Scowl jumped in my head, Thurston Scowl the third, right? And at the at, when I first started doing it, I was like a, a British cat. Like, I, like I was doing an old English accent, like the whole nine, right? Yeah. And and Road Rash was my flag bearer. He he had the the flag, and he would come to the ring with the English flag flag. And um, so fast forward, you know, what I mean, like whatever it is, eighteen years later or something like that, yeah. man. It's the first time we locked up, and uh, so it was just it was fun, man. You know, and it was just a cool. It's crazy how that oh, comes full circle and you, you could know? tell
1: he was excited for that match as well because as soon as he came out he he hollered to the crowd and it was it was boisterous i was downstairs and i heard it and i was like holy crap road rash is <laughs> banging tonight
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was fun man it was a fun fun little match man you know and uh, but it was just cool like that that you yeah. know fucking 20 years later man you know like <laughs> we all have
1: those moments i'm looking for a couple of those moments coming up here with like uh jimmy shawlett a guy who, when I was a couple years I, in the business And was still training in LSWO from CWM He came as this little Young hair Young blonde haired bleached blonde kid That had the dreams of All of us when we were young <laughs> And we beat the shit out of those dreams Let me tell you what <laughs> No, I'm kidding He's a really good kid um, He's, you know I, The thing is, is, you know he, he enveloped a love for wrestling And a love for buffets at the same time <laughs> Ouch. (laughs) I will crack on Shawlin. I will crack on Shawlin because I can. Um, he's a good guy though. I really like him. He's he's a yeah, he's a hell hell of a businessman, he's a hell of a wrestler. So
0: yeah, man. Uh I used to I I worked with him a couple times back in the day, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I
1: still still call him the I still call him the human hype.
0: Yeah, the hype. That's how that's how I know him the hype. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's how he, I know him.
1: He come on the podcast, and I said, the human hype, Jimmy Shell, And he goes, I haven't heard anybody call me that in years. I said, well, you haven't seen me in years. So, therefore, <laughs> that, that's probably why, buddy. Um, but, yeah, I can remember him being a little a young-ass kid. I mean, I was young myself back then. Um, yeah. Um, I seen –
0: so, this was like uh, when I first was trying to get in, uh, there was wrestling here in Lansing at the L.A globe it was called the la globe at the time and um but they were using grand rapids guys and they had mm-hmm. uh uh jimmy jacobs was one of the guys yep. uh i think poppy bambino
1: yep his uh, brother
0: keith cream
1: yeah um uh dang man they booked this guy who came on a leather jacket that came out by the name of punisher with some nasty boys glasses i wouldn't know who the fuck that guy was
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be- <laughs> for real.
1: yeah yeah i right, get out of here man yeah man yeah, I, man, I was used um, for some of those shows at the Globe. Yep. Yeah,
0: yep. yeah, uh, I think Slow Pain was a dude's name or something like that, or so I don't even remember, but um, yeah, man, uh, that's that, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jimmy.
1: <laughs> I used to have long hair though, like back to my shoulder blades, like big dude, long oh. hair, glasses. Yeah, I had and, nice, and, sweet ass and hair.
2: You were yeah. about 100 pounds lighter back then,
1: you know what, Chris. I not want to hear
2: it. Not, it's, not a, it's not a dig. I, if you're trying to picture it, he was. No, I, I was.
1: I was in he really was good shape scared. at that point in time in my life. Like I was doing the running. I was all over the place. And yeah, man, like that was good times. That was yeah. good times that you're speaking of those. Like, cause I was a CWM guy. I got brought in by mm-hmm. Scotty and then went to Joe and Scotty folded with Marshall. So yeah, dude, I know all those old guys, all them yes. old guys from Grand Rapids for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: I like talking about the old Big Mike Winsels and the Magnum Conroys and the. Oh yeah, know, I remember Magnum yeah. Conroy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Freedom. Yeah, Eric uh, Freedom. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> tossing out the fruit loops and shit.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those were good times, man. So,
2: did you ever attend any of the uh, like WCW WWF events that came around?
0: Oh yeah, man. Um, so I would attend, uh, we'd go early, man. Me and uh, my, my homeboy Curtis, we would go early to, uh, man, WWF, WCW, ECW. Um, so we've probably I mean, ran
1: into each other in crowds plenty of times between you, me and Chris, because we always went early I, too. I'm mean, we, we
0: would go, we would go mad early and, uh, we'd probably have some drink, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> some drink or some smoke, man. And we would chill and, 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 I'm talking like nine o'clock in the morning, you know, yeah. and, and just waiting around for these fools to come and then, and then get pictures with everybody. And, um, yeah, man, I got just a, a gallery of, you know, I was like a supermarket, man. Like yep. <laughs> anybody so I can get a picture with, man, I got pictures with everybody, bro.
1: You know, like legit. Um, Remember that uh, ECW show at the Welsh Auditorium in Grand Rapids? We we hung out forever that day, but we ended up getting pictures with like Rob Van Dam and all sorts of different guys that day. Yeah, that was a good yeah, day. Yeah, uh,
0: When when ECW came here in Lansing, uh, it was around the time when RVD had the um, uh, he was in the High Times magazine. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that.
0: Right. So we were in the audience, man, and um. I had on like a makeshift SABU turban, you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. And I had my little my high times thing, man. And um, and Van Dam came out and uh, Fonzie and um, I'm holding it up, man. About third row, man. And Fonzie comes and he grabs a magazine. And he's like, "I'm gonna take this to the back." I'm like, "All right." And uh, sure enough, he had everybody sign it, man. You know what I mean? Like he had everybody sign it. And then later on in the evening, I ended up. Like getting pictures with Van Dam, uh Sabu, uh, you know, like everybody, man. Uh so yeah, but I went to all them shits, man. It was it was always fun.
1: Yeah. I remember getting to smoke weed with uh Rob Van Dam in Detroit. Um it was a it was a show, indie show that he was booked on. This was 15 years, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And it was I, I just walked past Alfonso and he smelled me and he was like we need to hang out with you later, and I was like, "All right, dude, let's go." Like, yeah, daddy, You got good cologne, daddy.
0: That's what he said. To you. you
1: got good cologne, daddy. I was like, "Yeah, got some good shit." He was like, "Well, we need to hang out with you later." I was like, "Bring it on, let's go." Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. He's a really nice guy too. So, yeah, you know, besides your favorite wrestlers, there, like, is there, uh, is there any, you know, speaking of uh, having a match against uh, Road Rash? Is there anybody out there in the illustrious career of Thurston Scala that you haven't got to step in the ring with yet in a Michigan independent ring that you that you want to?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Um, man, you put me on the spot with that one, man. Okay.
1: Exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I know the guys. I, there's a few guys I want to I tie up with before I'm done. Um, yeah. You know. Um, man, dude.
0: I don't know. I'm really, like, engrossed in trying to get my hands on, like, everybody right now, you know? Like, honestly, Um, I know I'm looking forward to uh, uh, wrestling Jamie Cox here pretty soon. I think uh, we're going to wrestle Jamie Cox and Gutter, uh, the Hollywood Hustlers. So, uh, I'm excited about that uh, because
1: definitely I got some history with Gutter. Um, Yeah, me too. He trained in Grand Rapids, so.
0: Yeah, um, we we, we wrestled quite a lot in AWWL and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, man. And uh, and I've never wrestled Jamie Cox. And uh, I think I think this is his last year. You, as...
2: You've never wrestled Jamie Cox?
0: No, which is crazy because... You've never gotten you... your hands
2: on
1: Cox? <laughs> it's,
0: it's
2: funny every time somebody says it, but come on. I, I know, I can't yeah. resist. For as many yeah. shows
0: as you guys have worked together, you
2: yeah. think you one time you would impair against each
0: other. Yeah, man. It's that's pretty wild, man. Um, that's for sure. That we haven't. Um Yeah, man. I you know who I would love to step in the ring with uh uh Josh Mavado. Yeah, he's fun. He seems fun. Yeah. Um back <coughs> in the day, man. He was always cool, man. Bumping uglies.
1: Uh they were always cool dudes, man. Um I still talk to the Bump and Uglies. They are very famous musicians nowadays, bro. No, they switched. I have, they switched I a from. to uh, switch, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like funny good, story bro. about the Bump and Uglies. When I was, God, seventeen, um, I was big in the punk rock scene. So mm-hmm. I went to a show that, and I had wrestled shows with the Bump and Uglies, right? And they were opening for the Suicide Machines and Catch Twenty Two. So I went to the show, and they seed me, and we did a spot. Where they wanted me to call them out and be like, wrestling's fake. You didn't really cut your head, so we could prove to people he actually blade. They would blade during their shows, their mm. punk shows. They would blade, put yeah. themselves through tables and shit. Like they had the old <laughs> Ode Cactus Jack songs and shit. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now they play yeah. reggae rock, dude. And they're they're signed to uh, um, Law Records, which is like probably my favorite record label in the in the in the country. So, um, really, yeah, they started- they are doing very well for themselves, and they've all lost a shit ton of weight. That's dope. A shit that's ton awesome, of weight. Man. Like, like old boy's not... He used to be, what, Balls Mahoney size? Not no more. Yeah. He's smaller than you are. It's no way. Way, for dude. Real. Way. Yeah. I'll, send you, I'll send you a couple of videos of theirs, and you'll be like, no way, dude. Damn. You, you can see that, that, that it's who they are in the face, but they, they've they lost a lot of weight over the years. I, that's good, man. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, but for sure, yeah, yeah, those dudes, man. i definitely like to lock up.
1: Nice name drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know.
2: we were talking earlier and uh you had mentioned you spent some time in Florida. Were you doing any wrestling down in Florida? Um
0: you know when I first got down there, I I started to um uh with what was it? CCW, I think it is. Um,
1: I started training um, Coastal,
0: Coastal Championship this is in like yep. man 2000 man, hold on, 2007, I think 2007, 2008, something okay. like that, um, you know, and I, I, was, I, was doing, uh, I was doing some training with them, and uh, fucking with them, and then, um, but I was, I was going to culinary school, and um, working full-time, man, and, and then life just caught up with me, man, I just, I had to drop, I had to drop wrestling for a little bit, man. Oh, where'd you uh, go to culinary school at? Uh, the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, so. It's a good school. Certified Culinarian Man, Associate of Science. That makes me a scientist, you know, it's... by osmosis. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I see a
2: new gimmick coming along. The more you know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah,
1: no, that's interesting. I mean, I spent some time in Florida myself. I lived in Naples and uh, Kissimmee, so.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Naples is, uh, that's the old folks
1: territory, man. Used to be, it's a vacation. Like in vacation time, yeah. And There's so much ass running around Naples. It's not even funny anymore. Marco Island, I that.
0: the spring spring break Woo! time, you talking or what?
1: Yeah, like from there yeah. until like the end of August, man. Yeah. It's nothing but tourists. <laughs> all winter long, it's peaceful. Just a bunch of old people riding around. You just gotta, just gotta yep. figure out how to get around all the speed traps because all the old people drive five miles an hour down the road going to early bird dinners. So. You know, yeah, um, I, I went
0: over there a couple times when my homeboys was living there, and uh, I was like, damn, this is too slow for me, man. It's slow, from... but it's
1: peaceful, man. And it's like right there right, by the I'm keys. Coming from, I'm coming from Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Like, that's what dude, when we wanted excitement, we just go to Miami five days a week,
0: you know, but you're right? But how fast is that compared to uh, <laughs> Naples? You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, it's it's yeah, eight to one, eight <laughs> to one, eight to one at least. <laughs> We had a couple we had a couple real weird drives through the Everglades to get to Miami, but that's a different story for a different day altogether, right there. What like happened that. to the tiger? It was a whole different story <laughs> altogether. <laughs> but uh yeah, man. I mean, so is there anybody is there anybody nationally that you would love to have an opportunity to, to wrestle? Like I know Brutus Atwell's getting a chance to wrestle a little uh Eric Redbeard. So he's oh. doing He's doing that up at MCW, uh Mr. Chainsaw coming up. So is there yeah, anybody? That's...
0: Oh man, I'm trying to think, man. Um hmm. put me on a spot with these boys
1: right here. I say 2023, main event of the year, scowl versus scroll.
0: Thank <laughs> you. All right, sign that'd it. be a dope ass match, dude. <laughs> sign Marty Skrull that, versus nah, Thurston you Scowl. Know what, you know what? Uh, I like that. Yeah, you're
1: right. His style like would work good with yours. I think you yeah. guys would have a banger, for sure. Or man. I could see wrestling either guy in FTR.
0: Oh, I'd love that. Oh man, I think Dax is like, yeah, bro. His work <clears throat> lately is just like, I mean, it's out. It's out this atmosphere, man. Uh, I love his work. Everything, uh, man. That Owen Hart cup final with him in um cash was dope. His little uh, oh, man, yeah. I love the I love the springboard power bomb. It's like yeah, that was list. beautiful. That's beautiful. I think it's so fucking dumb. I'm like, man, it's so it's like simple and dope. You know what I mean? It's not crazy. Yep.
1: It's I, not, I think it's a lot of it's you know, being the old school mentality. We have a lot more appreciation for non-flippy shit wrestling. Um, because yeah. you ain't seeing me like I taunted a flippy shit move over, over uh, at CPW this weekend. I didn't do it, but I <laughs> thought big man was going to go flying. And I snapped. No, 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 I used my head. I went to college. That's what y'all yeah, need to do with your yeah. lives, you know, and it worked, but well,
0: you know what, man, That's, I love telling uh, stories with facials. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't got, you don't have to get crazy. Like you can for sure. I like to have some, some barn burners, of yeah. course, man, but I like even having that, 10-minute match or doing nothing and, yeah. and and just selling, you know, with, <laughs> with your facials and everything yep. else.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, facials tell a lot. We just talked about that recently. And, like, I spent a lot of time wrestling behind a mask at times. And mm-hmm. you don't have those facial expressions. And you're like, what the hell do I do? So you learn how to use your hands and your body to make up for those expressions. And if you can't do that, don't put a mask on. It's a waste of time. because that's hard
0: yeah man that's hard because
1: you, like you're saying
0: it's it's a different art altogether.
1: yeah you got to tell a story still mm-hmm. how do you, if you rely on those facial expressions and you don't have them anymore you have to learn real quick to adapt so yeah yeah
0: and respect to the mask guys that can do it like that man like uh you know i man, i love la parka la parka was my guy man like <laughs> i swear man I, I thought he was the shit for his, for his body language. Yeah. He was my favorite as well. And and what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think
1: he kills it. When he wrestled, this wasn't even a main spot. Um, my favorite match he ever had, he got his ass whooped, but the guy that beat his ass was Sabu and it was an old MLW show. It actually was windy city wrestling back then. Oh man. Yeah. I wrestled for those guys at times. I, I mean, um, but that match he had with Sabu's a burner. You can find it on YouTube, man. That's a burner ass okay. match. Like oh, I'll check yeah, that for that's sure. a that's a banger ass match. Um a lot of respect for the big men's that 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 work the mask that he told the best stories out of most of the lucha guys that came over, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like his his body language and his uh he's so expressive. You know what I mean? For sure. It's
1: like, how can you not like this
0: guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or pay attention to what he's doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. So uh where can we find Thurston Skull in the future? Where where do you wrestle at?
0: Uh man, you know what? I kind of just I recently just started getting back in, man. Like, you know, and I'm diving in this summer. I wanna work for everybody and anybody, man. Uh come like June. I'm definitely uh I'm I'm ready to tear it up, man. Um wherever I can get it, brother. Like so- legit.
1: So you're just like me right now. You're tearing at the bit, just coming back into Michigan. Like I, like I just came back into Michigan from out West. And so I'm tearing at the bit to get booked everywhere I can. Anywhere and everywhere yeah. I can get booked, I'm more than willing to go and do it. Like I'm I'm all about putting those young guys over and having a good time, telling a good story. You know, that's really what I'm about. So I feel yeah, that.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, man, coming back and just, just getting that rush you know what I mean and just mm-hmm. falling back in love and just uh just like being able to be creative again man like I, I just I love it interacting with people it's you know so you've done shows uh, in
1: other states so I, I wonder if you'll agree with me on this or disagree. There's nothing like five people compared to five there's nothing like a Michigan crowd.
0: Nothing yeah, like I, a
1: Michigan crowd.
0: I would have to agree man I've had some uh some good ones in Canada I've had some other ones in like Illinois Chicago uh, a lot of Midwest you know what I mean yeah. Pennsylvania but definitely I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just say Michigan is it's
1: where it's got to put the of Michigan dog yeah <laughs> yeah there ain't nothing like a Michigan crowd man they just they love their wrestling man and it just I, I mean
0: st- it doesn't beat the flatter <laughs> section of West Hollywood but you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, up there after after Capital Pro Wrestling this past Saturday,
2: um, we went down and we caught the AWE show mm-hmm. in Coldwater, and we got exposed mm-hmm. to top tier Tanner Nix for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I could see you working with him. I think you guys would have a
0: fantastic
1: match. Which is funny they're they're based out of Coldwater.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to um, uh, FIA uh, Ricky. Yeah if y'all know him. Yep. Um, about, uh, cause I think he went down there recently. Um, there's a guy with a leather face type of gimmick, I think. Yep. Right. And and Ricky was doing some stuff with him. And, uh, and I asked him, I was like, well, are you going to cold water? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, damn, they're running the cold water. And he said, yeah. And, um, so I checked out a couple shows that they were having down there, mm-hmm. man. And, um, you know, it, it looks it looks fun, man. I see him doing their thing down there.
1: Yeah, we went and it was a fun time. Um, it was really enjoyable uh, to the point where I actually looked at uh, booking information for that company. Like, who do you get a hold of and mm-hmm. whatnot? Um,
2: and, and they I, have a, they have a really good draw. And what you see on YouTube does not reflect the actual no. site. It is fantastic. There.
1: Fantastic venue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At, at first when I, cause I asked Ricky about that because when I looked at it <laughs> at first, it looked, uh, I don't know. It looked it's like
1: house show except, arena.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, bro. I was like, yo, where were you wrestling? It like, looked I, like they were wrestling
1: in the LSWO home show, uh, house show arena where we practiced and trained.
2: desperate <laughs> is what it looks like on yeah. YouTube.
1: It really what's does. It, what's it look like? That's desperate. desperate on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I like that, Chris. But when you go there, it, it, Oh man, the videos don't do it justice because the setting there was beautiful. Like, and the crowd was packed in, in, in a decent crowd. Like it was a pretty good deal. That's yeah. dope, man. That's dope. Cause uh
0: I remember Dan used to run in cold
1: water. Um, Somewhere over here. I got an A7 shirt I bought. You got a what? I bought an A7 shirt. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got to support uh, the homies if you're at a show, right? Like, that's usually. Ah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah, man.
0: Um, I bought a hot dog, so that tells you where I'm at. Oh, <laughs> did, uh, you didn't use your voucher?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't because. <laughs> Just because there's reasons behind that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad experience with a hot dog one time.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear this.
1: <laughs> I got sick off of eating a bad hot dog. That's a that's the story, Joel. That's, that's a
0: terrible story. Oh man, you got that dirty water dog, man.
1: Yeah. For sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, that's good to hear. So I mean, I know you're right now you're wrestling uh in at Capital Pro and you're you're pretty much a mainstay there. I, I see you there every month just like myself. Is there any other yep. companies right now that you're uh, that you're booking at like currently?
0: Uh, I'm not, man. I'm not right now. Um, that's kind of just the home promotion right now. But um, I'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm ready to branch
1: out. Like and, I said, And for those promoters uh, that do watch our show or listen to our show, where are you based out of
0: uh, Lansing? OK, right out of Lansing, man, right in the middle of the state, man. Easy to
1: get to any okay.
0: anywhere, you know.
1: Well, I'll keep that in mind when I'm out doing bookings. I'll throw your name out there if I know you're looking for bookings. Um, yeah,
0: man, I appreciate it. Like I said, man, I just uh, this summer, I'm definitely diving in, man. Um, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I, I love it. I love seeing these guys that are experienced vets that can still work, uh, taking the time and opportunity to get back out there and do what they love. Um, and it's great to see out there. Like I said, your matches to me are, are, the, are some of the highlights of the shows I go to. I appreciate that man a and lot, I, brother.
0: I really do. I, I, <laughs> I, like I said, man, I just like telling a story, man. You know like
1: refing reffing your guys' the Hollywood hustlers uh match. Was it with uh Marvel? No, it was when he threw the AO and it oh, fired, War backfired Inc. War Inc. That was an awesome match. And you know, um that's when I knew that like you yeah, I just knew that you had what's you had that it that if factor, man, like you can you can run so
0: Thanks, brother. Yeah, man, that was a, you know, that was a great match that like, that was one of them things when, when <laughs> we locked and I felt the magic, you know what I mean? Yep. Like we were oh, I felt earlier, it, man. I felt it. I
1: reft it. And I felt it. So yeah, I,
0: I felt the magic, man. And, uh, and afterwards, I, I just felt it was great, man. It was good, man. It, it nice. was such a, that was one of the feelings, man, where it's like, man. I can't even describe it. You know what I'm saying? It's like after you have a match. I like got that
1: feeling with Dre as well. Like It's it's something about Dre Jacobs, man. Um, man they're, 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 there's something about it. Like Billy Ray <laughs> Daniels too, but Dre Jacobs is, I mean, the dude is just amazing in the ring. His personality is his whole character. And then you get in there and you start flowing with him and you realize this guy can work with anybody. Oh, yeah, no and, doubt. And that's no what doubt. makes yeah, it he's phenomenal. Smart.
0: He's smart. He knows what he's doing, man. And Billy Ray too, man. I, yep. I had fun with Billy Ray in there, man. It, that was that was a fun match, man. I'm looking forward to uh, round two of that one. Actually,
1: I'm, I'm, I, I have a feeling that it's coming for me because I mean, I I I had the the street pretty much a street fight with Billy Ray Daniels at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Then the following week, I wrestle Justin Dream. Who do I have left of worrying to face? Uh, oh, yeah. that's right, Billy Ray Daniels. So yeah, I have a feeling that's going to end up happening, whether it's in a tag action with with my, um, currently acquired, uh, protectee Jason Blazon.
0: Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. man. It might have to bring, bring you in as our heater, man.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I've made it very clear. I'm a bodyguard for hire, man. I roll over, I roll or, <laughs> roll over MFs. That's what I do. It's what I'm good at and I'm a big motherfucker. So, I mean, it helps.
2: Yeah. So,
1: I mean, if I could get Jason Blazon to win, I can get anybody to win. <laughs> Just being honest.
0: so but man
1: you know i I appreciate having you on the show tonight um is there uh is there anything else you got to say uh on the the interview tonight
0: uh man nah, man just i appreciate y'all taking the time to talk to me man um you know i appreciate all the fans out there um you know i just man i love wrestling brother you know so
1: well i i I I
0: ain't going nowhere anytime soon man you know (laughs)
1: I had a great time and uh you know uh, we'll have you back here in a couple months and after the summer here we'll talk some more wrestling. So
0: yeah, man, just do me a favor, man. Keep that guy Chris quiet, man. He talks too much.
1: Yeah, I know. He I think he I think he ducked out because his kids needed him or something. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just took this interview on the fly. He uh generally just leaves me to do these ones because he's busy till eight, but he jumped oh, on, which, which I give him mad credit for for coming on. So no doubt, no, he's a good cat,
0: man. I love that guy. Yeah, man. he's a
1: good guy. But uh yeah, yeah man, thank you for your time. Hey, sure. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. That was a great interview with Thurston. And Chris, thank you for the upcoming shows as well. Um, I appreciate all the work you do on those every every episode. You're welcome. I
2: enjoy putting those together. and I'm super happy Thurston was able to get on the show.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. We had talked about getting them on and hadn't really laid down a, a scheduled time, and he just happened to have the opportunity this evening to get on. So we, we made it work, and I appreciate you uh, making a little bit of time in your busy schedule to be there as well.
2: Absolutely. So hopefully you guys can get out and watch independent wrestling this weekend. A reminder, we will be at BCWA and Wyandotte on Saturday. Should be fun. But it should be fun. And I believe... I believe, I believe love will find a way. And until next time, please keep it between the ropes.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest information that we have for Michigan independent wrestling over at the WrestlingBites.com, as well as the slag section. You can go over there and go to T public and go to the store. You can get that Pond the side gear, wrestling bites gear, wear it to the shows, show you're proud. I'll start having some merchandise for sale eventually when we go to some of these shows in the near future as well. Um, also, I want to take the time to thank our uh, sponsors, the lawn doctor and padded pocket. Um, I want to thank both you guys for supporting us and what we do and uh, all of our listeners and audience new and old alike. Thank you guys all. And on behalf of myself, wrestling Bites podcast. Y'all ain't got to go home. You just can't stay here because I'm going to shut the shop down. You guys have a wonderful night here from Wrestling Bites Podcast.